Show. Yeah, Mo, that team sure did suck last night. They just played sucked. I've seen teams suck before, but they were the suckiest bunch of sucks that ever sucked. Well, I'm packing up my game and I'm going head out west where real women come equipped with scripts and find a nest in the hills. Chill like Flint, buy an old drop top, find a spot to pit. Then I'm a kid rocking up and down your block with a bottle of scotch and watch like buy a yacht with a flag saying chill in the most. I am not Mike Rutherford, but I am one of the other wonderful voices you hear on 96.1 Big X Sports Radio. This is your boy, Rashawn Myers, coming to you live from the Palatial. This ain't the OG studio. What studio do you call this? Because if it's not the OG studio, it's just the other studio. U of L School of Business. U of L School of Business Studios. So I can tell you because I don't do the reads. I like it. I like it. You know what? We'll go with that. But uh, this is your boy, Rashawn Myers. Wake Up 502, coming to you live here. From the U of L uh, Business uh, Studios, U of L Business School of Business. <laughs> I see. I'm always at the OG studios. So I always say OG I, from the Palatial Original Studios, a uh, 961 and uh, 1450. You're moving on up today, coming over to the, the. I know. I get to the, side get of the, the river, the fancy digs. You know, it's it's, it's a little bit. Uh, no roommates walking around shirtless. Li- <laughs> it's it's a little lived in at the <laughs> OG studios. Let's just let's just say that it has that musk of originality. <laughs> at the old school studios but no uh mike asked me to sit in for him today i am super super excited to be here so much to get into man like i'm talking about every time i come in here something crazy happens so trev i appreciate being with you how are you doing today brother? i'm doing good man so I, i'm joining i'm joining shorts and uh, uh t-shirt weather with flip-flops yeah, I, got, I do have the window open here today. In the Mike studio. does the hoodie thing, right? He, he still does the shorts and hoodie. It's like ninety degrees outside. I, I know, I know. I mean, I, I'll wear a hoodie sometimes, but not not that often. At least not in this weather. I woke I woke up kind of while sweating today. I was like, man, it's just yeah, a little little, little warm. Going, yeah, a little warm, a little warm. I can't. I got the AC going. I did. I did. I did. It had some work done on my car today, which I think I got taken advantage of. But oh, really? They always do. I mean, I just have to trust whatever they say. I as do I, and I hate it. And there's no way I think that brake pads cost as much as I just paid. 
They'll be like, well, your catalytic converter's gone bad. It's like, I don't even think that's part of your brake system. Really? Like, I think, well, I once yeah. paid to fix a Johnson rod. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still, I didn't, I didn't know if, yeah, I was like, <laughs> somehow I feel like I'm getting like shafted here with the rod. It's like, well, sir, you know, we took a look at the brakes and your flux capacitor seems to be going out. So, <laughs> you know, <laughs> pretty much what I get. Yeah. And I, and I don't know what to argue. I'm like, okay. Like all I can tell you is like who was the number one pick in nineteen seventy six. Does that does that fix my steering power steering? Right. No. That's always what, that's one of those skills that I've always thought. It's like you know what I feel like I need to know more about my car because I know nothing. No, I, I went with learning like NBA draft history, yes. and college tournament history, yes. like which clearly did not like give me put me in a position to have a better life. Yeah, I should. <laughs> yes, I know it helped me get to where I'm at right now, and I stand by that statement. <laughs> So uh, yeah, I just uh, yeah, I just kind of wish maybe maybe I should have gone more into cars. You don't love the lavish, uh, you know, a, uh, you know what uh, environment you have around you right now, Trev? Well, other than the fact, I think I had to stop at the blood bank on the way to the the, the mechanic to pay for said, <laughs> said mechanic work. I think maybe I may may have made the wrong choice, but you know what? I've made many wrong choices in my life, and I live with them, and I stand by them, and I'm happy with them. Well said. Well, because they're my choices. Absolutely. We get choices, damn it. That's what we do. Yes. Most yeah. people choose not to come play basketball at UL, but that's all another story. <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah, we're, we're going to get into all of that. I, it, 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 there is so much happening. Louisville basketball. I know people get tired of me. Like, for whatever reason, I well, have become the, you're a, Well, you're a KP hater. Well, yeah. Oh, I, I am definitely the focus of anybody who wants to rail about, you know, the KP people who hate Kenny Payne, like I think I'm at the top of the list because literally anytime I tweet anything, I can literally say it's a nice day outside on Twitter and I'm going to have at least three, you know, pro KP uh, people. I'm not going to call them, you know, uh, sycophants or any of that stuff. But any of those pro KP people, they just seem to attack anything I say. I mean, it is a nice day. It's a nice day for Kenny Payne to get fired. That's what you want to say, isn't it? It's like, no. Is that what you meant? Yeah, right. I mean, it's like, but I, I, apparently I started another firestorm yesterday. Uh, of course, uh, anybody who wants to check out uh, anything I do, it's at Rashawn. It's very easy. Just my first name, R-A-A-S-H-A-A-N. It's not that easy. You spell with two A's. You yeah. Four A's. That's because my daddy's it's, crazy. It's not that. Like you, my, you say it's easy, but it's not traditional yeah, spelling. No, it's not. Like, literally, like, I, I've only found. The first time I ever met you, you were like, you spelled my name wrong. Yeah. <laughs> I think only two other people in the world have my name that I found on the internet. Like literally two people. Is it just because your dad was just trying to be creative? Yeah, he, yeah. He he tried to say, you know, my dad, you know. So sometimes with us uh, delegation folks, you know, we'll say, you know, I want you to have a strong African name, you know. And, and my and I'm like, dad, like literally nobody in Africa spells your name. Just the head of the way. Extra A's. <laughs> yeah, no, no. He just you <laughs> no, know Africa he, begins with an A. <laughs> has two A's in it. It was one of those things where he thought he was, he was, you know, he, he was just trying to have the fist in the air. It's like, well, Dad, that's actually not the way that Rashawn is spelled. But it's okay. I like it. Because you know what? Four, two A's in the front, two A's in the back. Nobody has it. So I can literally get any handle I want, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, otherwise. Did you used to use the joke in, like, school when you were like, like, what kind of grades did you get? Like, the only time I got four A's is when I signed my name. Yeah, I could have. The old Al Alanabi joke it did. Yes, absolutely. I love that. Al <laughs> Al Abdelnabi. Why? See, that's what I, you know, that's what I love about you. You always pull out the names that I have not thought of or heard of. He used the great lights. The only time I got five A's at Duke was when I signed my that, name. That is so funny. <laughs> hey, that's, that's, that's real talk, though. But, I, I mean, I, I tell you what. Trev, I, I have so many things that I, I want to talk about. And, of course, anybody who wants to get involved, 502-414-1450. Uh, 
uh, is the Thornton's text line. Of course, uh, Mike says there's 852,000 uh, area Thornton's locations. I think it's eight, 853,000. They're, they're, they're popping up every minute. <laughs> they're everywhere for they, the best in gas, grub, goodies, you know, uh, the nugget ice or whatever else you want there. They have it all there at Thornton. So uh, I personally like the Thorntons out on Blankenbaker Parkway. I used to work out there, and they always used to get – I don't know – if they if they were just Thornton's brand donuts, but they used to have like this donut case, and I would get get there in the morning before I started work at eight, and those were like the best donuts in the city. Oh, they're probably pretty fresh. Oh, they were amazing. So you know, I, I fully advocate for the Thorntons out there on Blankenbaker Parkway, right right off sixty four. Uh, it's it's amazing. So go there and get some donuts. <laughs> but uh, if you want to get involved in anything, please give us a text in 502-414-1450. You know, I, I'm used to giving the call-in line, you know, because we do the call-ins. No, nah, we, we don't want to listen to people. I know. It makes right. me sad. You know, you, you all don't like doing the calls. It's just fine. It's all right. I love the textures. Like, Mike Rutherford Show has literally the best textures in the whole city. Very intelligent fan base. I think the bar's set awfully low, but I like them nonetheless. <laughs> Rashawn, how was your Monday night? What, what, what does a Monday night do? I mean, we, we've got no real well, – I guess you're an NBA guy still, right? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, I, I still I, – I, I forgot you, you – you Love worried, the NBA. You don't, you're not worried about basketball being a part of it. So uh, <laughs> You know, I heard you say that yesterday, <laughs> and I swear I try to make it a point not to call other radio shows. I almost called and wanted to yell at you about that. <laughs> NBA is absolutely basketball. What are we doing? I mean, like you and Scoots like talking about the shot? NBA is not. Didn't y'all both say like NBA is not real well, basketball? Now is this because is this from your recruiting ties that you're used to watching AAU style? And that's, <laughs> that's why you you still embrace the NBA. Is that why you like it and think so, it's still basketball? So apparently, you don't like the most skilled basketball players in the world playing at the highest level. Is that what you're saying? I do, but that's but that's not what I get in the NBA. I mean, I guess I do in the NBA. I just I'd rather like to at least. BC, you know, challenged. I don't want to just see a – I mean, they're just one step away again from having a 12-foot shot above the rim. <laughs> I mean, is it is is the reason that you hate them because they're just so good? Like, I, I'm yeah. very confused about this. I wanted, I definitely wanted to talk about that because I am a fierce advocate of the NBA. I've always loved it all the way back to, you know, Larry and, and Magic and, and Michael and any of you young people on text line, I don't need any old people jokes. I can only just – Sit back. I can only just. There's only so much I can sit back and just watch the same thing over and over and over and over and over again. Where, you know, they run. You've got five. You got ten guys run down. Off five guys on offense. Two go. One go to one corner. One go to the other corner. Other go stand far away. The other two run a pick and yeah, roll. Yeah, it's all screen and roll now. It and is it's definitely just back and, and, and there's no attempt in trying to guard anybody. There's no attempt in rebounding the ball. So the shot goes up. Everybody, five, all ten, all run down to the court, and we repeat the same process over and over for 48 minutes of game time. It's just I can only do so much of it. I understand. I mean, I I understand, but at the same time, I love watching the best players on the best on the biggest stage. I've always been a, a bit advocate of it. Of course, uh, you know, Cleveland Cavaliers are my current favorite team. I used to be a Lakers fan until LeBron got there, but I I that's, cannot stand. That's the thing about the NBA is no one like likes teams; they just follow players. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. It's, just, I, it's hard to have like I don't know. Just the sportsman in me doesn't uh, doesn't grab. Well, the, well, the, I mean, the NBA always you know once Magic and Larry became a thing, they really started pushing to the. You know, making the players the face of the franchise. So, well, that's well, that know, was just kind of pushing for TV ratings and everything. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, I think that's kind of just the natural. This is the way the way it was always going to end up because you know they started making the players the stars. NFL, the team brands are still for the most point the stars in the NFL. You know, it's much more about the logo, the name on the front. Whereas the NBA, it's all about you know Team LeBron, Team Durant, Team Kobe, Team Michael. 
wherever they may be. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, so I mean, it's definitely different. So I, I of course, am a huge Donovan Mitchell fan. I have like 15 pairs of Dons at the house. Issues one through four. Uh, love <laughs> Donovan. You know, he's with I'm Cleveland. I'm assuming you're talking about shoes, right? Absolutely. What about okay. jerseys? Um, uh, I did buy my son an, an alternative uh, city jersey uh, for his birthday. What's an alternative city jersey? Uh, they have one now, that I'm says. Gonna, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go like straight old and white here. Okay, like what, what are we talking about? Okay, so the NBA for every NBA team made a quote unquote city jersey uh, as an alternate, which is something that's outside of their regular color scheme, outside of their regular logos. Okay, and I really like Cleveland's. It's like um, white and blue and gold, and has the land on it. T H E L A N D. Okay. Um, so it's nice. It's nice. So I, I, that's the uh, only Donovan Mitchell jersey that he has. Uh, pro jersey. We do also have a Donovan Mitchell U of L jersey that I bought him as well. Um, so, what about you? You don't wear any jersey. You're not a jersey. I'm guy. not you're, a jersey guy. I, you're fit enough to be a jersey. guy. I know you hate this, but you know I, I am one of those people that believe that grown men shouldn't wear jerseys. <laughs> so like Why? I was, a, I was a huge like once you turn, I don't know, somewhere in your 20s, I feel like you have to put the jerseys away. I know that's extra boring. An extra old, but yes, I am not a big jersey guy. Like I used to love jerseys. I had so many. I still have a ton of jerseys. I literally have like a giant, like super exclusive gold Francisco Garcia Kings jersey. You're wearing like a Master P T-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> uh, first of all, this is Aco, not A or Aku. I don't know. However, the young people say it. It's got, I mean, I still wear some interesting logos. Is that a but I just I don't do. Jer- no, it's a basketball. Oh. It's, a, it's a basketball. It says King Academy. Okay, oh, okay, A-K-O, A-K-O-O. It, lo- it looks like the Master P logo. Yeah, absolutely. You know, but I mean, but I, I don't know. I'm just not a jersey guy. Like, I'm I'm the person, if I'm going to buy a jersey, I'm putting up on a wall. You know what I'm I've never been. I, I, put, I, I always do. I always only did pictures on the wall. Like, cause I yeah. want people to see, like, guess, I guess, I guess, know who they are the moment. But I, I, I'm still, I, I wish I could wear more jerseys. If I was your size, I'd have so many more jerseys. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a big jersey guy. I don't know if it's. Being in the ninety in the early early two thousands era. Oh yeah. Oh man, I used to have so many jerseys. I used to have a Kobe Lowe and Marion jersey. I used to have of course uh, Charles Woodson, my favorite uh player all time. I had several of his jerseys. Jerry Rice when he was with the Raiders, I had one. I mean I had I probably have had gone through thirty or forty jerseys. I, I but mean, I'm just I, I don't know. I've just I've grown I don't do them no more. I mean I basketball, football. Baseball, yeah, yeah. I mean, oh yeah, I, I, I used to have my, my Atlanta Braves. I used to have several Atlanta Braves jersey. Um, uh, David Justice, you know, had one of his jerseys. Ron Gant, I had one of his. So you know, yeah, but you know, Trevor. Sometimes we just have to put those things away. <laughs> so you still wear the sneakers? You still like you I buy do. sneakers like a teenager? Oh, yes, I do. I have me, but the only reason why is my, me and my son both wear a size fifteen. So okay. he goes through a lot of shoes because he plays basketball. So, because we both wear the same size, we've, like, doubled our shoe collection. Nice. So, you know, I have about 20 pairs of shoes that we kind of share collectively. Your poor daughter's just left out in the cold. Yeah, yeah. No, she's no, nothing. no, no. Well, she, you know, she's, like, full grown now. So, she's down in Lexington. She graduated from UK. Yes, she's I had a daughter. Graduated? graduated? Yes, my daughter graduated from UK. Lord. So, she's teaching, actually, down there in Fayette County. So. Known you that long. That makes me feel old. Yeah. <laughs> I know, oh, right? No, I, I met you when you still only had two A's in your name. Yeah. <laughs> yes, absolutely. So, yes, my, my kids are almost full-grown. My son's a junior over there at Holy Cross, so he only has a year left. You know, we went college. That You want you wanted to know what we were doing Monday. Uh, yesterday was his birthday. Turns, oh, well, happy turned birthday. 17. Yeah, okay, Cameron turned 17. So, you know, he's about to be a full-grown adult. We went college. Uh, we went to visit colleges, Ohio State, Michigan, Cincinnati. 
So, you know, I wanted to. So, you look like maybe going up up in the uh, Ohio area? Well, you know, I just wanted him to see some big-time college atmosphere. My son plays basketball. so Don't get much bigger than Ohio State. Now, now, not necessarily saying that he's getting recruited by any of those schools (laughs) as of yet, but I just wanted him to say, son, you know what? If you work hard and you keep practicing and you get your grades, this could be you someday. You know, now are you, may, you, are you trying to get him out of the city though, as well? Um, if he wants to, I am definitely one that believes in getting out and going away. I mean, I was in the military, okay, yeah, so you, I was yeah, in Hawaii and you know, Arizona and Pensacola, Florida. I was all over the place. Uh, the Marine Corps took me everywhere. Uh, but you know, I, I am definitely one for get out, getting away. I know his grandmother hates that. Every time I say that, she wants um, her baby boy to stay right here in town, which is. You know, I understand. Grandma always wants to keep keep him close, but I mean, you can still go you know. away and be close. Like absolutely, still technically going. Well, out. he he loves Cincinnati, so like that's perfect, right? It's it's only Why? about an hour and fifteen I mean, minutes away. He loves that city. Was that his first time there? He no, he like we've been several times. He loves the city. He loves the university. Cincinnati actually has a really nice campus. Uh, we toured the full facility, uh, the land that Scott Satterfield is now building <laughs> just, up there. Like, he loved it. He loved it. I just don't know how you can raise a diehard UL fan that wants to be in Cincinnati. I know. I know. My what, kids. What, what, well, I mean, my daughter's going a UK to Memphis fan. or Lexington. My I mean. daughter's a UK fan. That's because her mom was a UK fan. So, you know, she's a she's a big, uh, big blue person. So we mm-hmm. argue about that all the time. Uh, but my son is, you know, he loves UofL. He loves the Cardinals. So, you know. Okay. Uh, we, we got one, one and one. It's split house divided. You know what I'm saying? We split it up sometimes, Trev. Well, that's all right. Try yeah. to be equal opportunity. You know, every kid can be perfect. <laughs> exactly. Like so, pancakes. You, you, know, you always mess up one or two sometimes along the way. You got to. You know, <laughs> to, to, some, you can't be perfect. My baby girl is perfect, but at least she's not all the way absolutely perfect. I can take her being at least a UK fan. So you spent the weekend in Ohio pretty much. Yes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It was a, actually the weekend prior uh, Did- we spent in Ohio. We went up to Michigan. I had never been to Ann Arbor before. Um, so got the chance to go check out University of Michigan. It's did, very, you, did, did you do Laos afterwards? It's very st- stiff. It's very stuffy. Yeah, you're not like it's very much Ivy League esque at Michigan. Like Ohio State's very progressive. The irony is that they're nowhere near the intelligent level of an Ivy League. You know, it's funny. Like, it's, <laughs> Michigan. like Michigan is one of those places. They all their buildings are like a thousand years old. All of their architecture is really, really old. Their championships are a thousand years old. I mean, it's just very like if you're going to come to Michigan, you're going to come to Michigan because it's Michigan. You know, it's like they're not really rolling out the red carpet for anybody. They really have a very high opinion of themselves. Let's just say it like that. <laughs> like is, Ohio State, I feel like they really reach out to the students and try to be progressive and new buildings and new energy and you know a lot of stuff going on on campus and they're trying to get kids involved. Oh, Michigan did none of that. Like so, I will definitely say I loved Ohio State's campus and their vibe way more than Michigan. Did you go to the first ever Wendy's when you were in Columbus? No, I didn't know the first ever the Wendy's. First Wendy's was in, Columbus. in downtown Columbus. Really? Yeah. I did I've not been know there. that. It's actually pretty cool. Really? Like, well, and, and I did not actually realize that these Columbus are the, these are the type of tourist events I go to when I go out of town. I know. <laughs> I did see. There's a. <laughs> did you know that there's a um, Arnold Schwarzenegger statue in downtown Columbus? I did not know that. Yes, they, I mean, it's been a while. Last time I went to Columbus, I went to a uh, wrestling event a couple years ago. It was. It was very interesting. Like I'm like, why is there a statue of Arnold Schwarzenegger in downtown Columbus? <laughs> I have no idea why it's there, but it's was there. Commando from Cleveland? Yeah. I, I don't know. Like it was very odd. I didn't get the. We were we we're kind of leaving town and kind of driving around, and we found it. My son found it on uh, on his phone. And I was like, Dad, I want to see the statue before we leave. So we just drove around downtown until we found it. Oh, stays pretty cool, even though it is a very large campus. Yes. I mean, oh no. It's, again, the, I think it's the most students of any camp, any school in America. Yes. Yes. They and they actually have the largest um, uh, on 
campus student activity center, like their SAC, yeah. is humongous. It's the biggest in the country. I, uh, I had friends that went there, and uh, I remember when I, I was at I was at Western, and they were at Ohio State. And okay, I remember just telling. I mean, I was talking to one of them. I don't know how it came up, and I was like, "Yeah, but there's like there's like six kids in my class." Like, yeah. I took a night class for public speaking. Hey, I, I don't. I hate public speaking. I don't like speaking in front of people. I know I got you I know, millions say, and millions. You're, you're of speaking people. to about five million. Right I, now, I know, so. but but I can't see them. <laughs> I'm only looking at you. So I don't know. For some reason, that, that doesn't bother me. I can just say whatever I want yes. when I know it's just a mic in front of me. Even though God knows Mike hates when it's I like, do that. Go ahead, Trevor. Yeah, Mike, Mike, Mike gets cold sweats <laughs> when I do that. But so I was telling him, I was like, so I took public speaking in a night class, so I could only do it like in front of like like 10 people. So if, if we and did then I, then I half asked the class anyway, and just sucked up to the professor who I knew was a Mississippi state fan. And was just like, Oh yeah, the Bulldogs. <laughs> so I, if you were doing the Rutherford show, say from like Cardinal stadium in front of everybody, could you do it? Probably now, but, but, but okay, 15, exactly. 20 years ago, no, okay. I mean, I would have been a little more. So anyway, so I'm, I'm talking to him and he's like, yeah, but how many people in the class? And I'm like, he's like, my smallest class is like 500. Like you have to like email your professor a week ahead of time if you have a question about anything. <laughs> like that that's how yeah, big like is. classes it, in Ohio State Ohio are. Ohio State is it's like a city. It's yeah. like a city on campus. It literally it, is. It but is it's amazing. really nice. It, it is. is really nice. So, you know, I mean, they, they have an awesome library. So, you know, suffice it to say, I think my son got the opinion. You know, got to get the – sometimes you got to get your kids motivated, Trev, you know, to get them in the right mindset. To, to say, get them you know, out the house. Absolutely, yes. I need you on scholarship somewhere. I don't care if, you, you know, it's D2, D3, whatever. Just get you a scholarship, get you some scholarship money so I don't have to pay for college. Go play some basketball. and <laughs> I can renovate your room while you're gone. Absolutely. Yes, I don't need you coming <laughs> back. And I definitely don't – I don't need him local and coming, you know, bringing me his laundry. Like, I don't want any of that. So, no, 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 no we're not going to do that. Yeah, but I, you doing laundry. Yeah, oh, God. So, so much laundry. So much laundry. I feel like, I feel like when you fight past, you're like, you're like no. Like, I think like she did the laundry in the house. I have yeah. a feeling. Uh, that's, Call it a hunch. I don't know. Well, that, that, that's one of the, the, the lovely things I love about working from home is I can actually keep that stuff reasonably managed. It's terrible. But I know, I, look, I got texters texting in, uh, 502-414-1450 says, where's Mike? I am not Mike. I am Rashawn Myers, uh, voice of Wake Up 502, comes to you every Saturday, 9 to 11 a.m. here on Big X, uh, 96.1 and 1450. I'm sitting in for the man, the myth, the legend today. We have a lot to get into, of course. Uh, you know, with it being now, quote, unquote, springtime, summertime radio, you know, we don't have necessarily as much, even though it's a super busy day. Um, for news uh, in UofL. It seems like every time I'm in here, something's breaking. Either somebody's committing. I think the last time I was in here, um, or actually two times ago, because I was in here with Haven Harrington a couple weeks ago. But yeah, prior that to that. The, that was the one I took off with you all yes. take control. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. We were over in the OG studio. I was to how that weekend. Went to, uh, oh, really? Columbus that weekend, yeah. Okay, see, there you go. And, and like, I think twice, the. Two times ago, Trenton Flowers committed, so like that was a huge, uh, huge day. Yep. I know last year when Caleb Glenn committed, I was in here that day. So Mike always picks the best days for well, me to today, come. Roosevelt in. Wheeler committed. Yeah, yeah, it's we know where Rose Wheeler's going to college. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, he was the first of the uh, Louisville guys to transfer that did not go Power Five. Uh, ended up at VCU. So congratulations. He's now a VCU Ram. Not a shock, I don't think, that the VCU would yeah. be at the level he would go to. Is I it? was interested to see where he was going to end up. Um, you know, uh, I sent a tweet out yesterday on uh, on Twitter saying that, you know, with the first three guys that had announced commitments, of course, Kamari Lance was first, um, announced his commitment to Arizona State, um, and then Jalen Withers, of course, committed to North Carolina. And then we had the news, uh, what was now two days old, that L. Ellis, 
um, is committed to Arkansas. Yep. Um, and that that's where he's headed to. And, and I just sent a tweet out yesterday. I said, it's very interesting, the decisions that these kids are making. And I wanted to get the texter's thoughts on this. It's very interesting to me that L. Ellis, Jalen Withers, and Kamari Lands all end up going high major, high power five, because one of the big ass, um, you know assertions from a lot of people about the struggles for Louisville last year was that the team didn't have any talent. No, none. And, and to me, when you have – Ellis and Withers and Lance all end up going high major power five. To me, that's other coaches saying, you know what? We do believe in the talent. We do believe that Louisville had talent. We just believe that, you know, they weren't put in the best position to succeed. That are all three of these coaches can evaluate. One of the two. And we won't know the um, answer to that until next year. But I do think that it's very interesting that these coaches, I mean, Jalen Withers going to uh, North Carolina to me was a shock. Yeah, I, I, I kind of figured. I mean, maybe it was just the home 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 link thing. I kind of thought he'd end up in the in 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 Tobacco Road well, area. About NC Charlotte. Right? I mean, UNCC obviously comes or Charlotte, whatever they want to call themselves now. Obviously, is kind of just seemed like a, a logical choice with with the with his father Kurt, being, Curtis and Curtis mm-hmm. and his father being there, and him being from Charlotte. Obviously, and it seemed like a a place he could go to and kind of shine and be maybe the guy he kind of felt like he wanted to be a guy that can take, you know, 20 shots and be a leading scorer. I don't know how well they would produce in terms of tournament appearances, but you know, he could be that guy where now he's going to North Carolina. He's kind of going to play the same role that he kind of played with us to a lesser degree where they're, they're just going to want him like, Hey, you know, you just kind of hang out in the corner, shoot some threes. Yeah. Love I mean, when you got we, the big guy down there, we um, watched your highlight reel. Please big, don't dribble. What's I mean, the big goofy guy that for, for North Carolina that came back Baycott. for 15. Yeah. Thank you. Armando Baycott comes back for his 15th season at North Carolina. So you're going to have Baycott who, you know, takes up all the oxygen down low. So, I mean, it's a perfect spot for Withers. If he does end up starting, you yeah. know, you and, go it, over it, in the corner. and it's a role they missed, I think from that championship team that, 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 uh, the, the kid from Oklahoma, I forget his name. Uh, Manic, Brady Manic. Manic. Yeah. You know, he had, I he, love me some Brady Man. He was, man. you know, that that stretch big yes. guy's going to stand outside and shoot three. And then when you know last year you saw, I mean, I mean, among many other things, I think they caused him to have struggles. Uh, was they didn't have that kind of yeah? They tried to bring over the kid from Northwestern. I can't think of his yeah, name. And, and Nance is really, not a great Nance shooter, really and, and yeah. he's more of a, a slasher type guy. So it, it wasn't a good fit. Now whether Withers can be, you know, the the, the right fit for that. I don't know. I, I think he, he was the best three point shooter in the ACC last year. Yeah. Somehow. <laughs> I don't know how uh, that happened, but he was, but, but yeah, I, I think it'd be, I mean, I, 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 I don't think it's a bad fit for him. I don't know. I mean, I could see him going over and getting like, you know, averaging six, seven points a game, maybe four or five rebounds at most, but I, I don't see him, you know, being a huge impact player. And if he is, the North Carolina might be in the same situation. We, we were, but with you know, more wins, but no tournament again for Hubert Davis. Yeah, I mean, I, I just thought it was very interesting. I, I figured that L. Ellis would be a guy that would land somewhere um, pretty well, you know, pretty nice, um, I, you know, because I knew he was a guy who would probably command a lot on the NIL market, and then he just has a lot of talent. So I think him going to Arkansas with their, their 15 other transfers. Yeah, I mean, he's I, the fourth you know. guard to go there. It's kind of baffling. We talked about this yesterday. I mean, just, I mean, what do you read into that? I mean, do you, do you look at that and see that, you know, is this, Honestly, I mean, it was it a money thing because I mean he he's gonna I mean is just he wanted to win he doesn't feel like no matter what you know the changes that are happening on this team right now that this team had a very good chance at winning I mean that's to be on to I mean me, Arkansas made a Sweet Sixteen run but they were still an eight seed last year technically I, I think when you uh, if you're Eric Musselman I think what he looked at when you look at Florida Atlantic Miami and UConn to a lesser extent all those teams played. 
three to four guards most of their most of the time they were out on the court. And Arkansas does that traditionally anyway. Yeah, and, and I think that's what he's Even doing. Even if their I guards mean, are bigger, but yeah, I, I I definitely I just think it's one of those situations where Musselman's looking at it, and uh, you know he's thinking. I need to go ahead and, and make sure that I have plenty of guards. I mean, Miami played, what, 10 guys? Larinaga, you know, classically played about 10 guys, and probably eight of those guys were guards. So, to me, I think it just says that we're going to see Arkansas do a lot more of that 40 minutes of hell type, you know, put three or four three-point shooters around, you know, a couple of big guys, and we're just going to run and gun. I mean, I think it worked for those other teams. It worked for FAU. It worked for Miami. Um, you know, like you said, Arkansas – classically has been that. I mean, Black and Smith and those guys were a little bit bigger and a little bit slower, weren't as good defensively. I think that's what we saw with Florida Atlantic especially was a team that didn't have great size, but because they were experienced, because they could all shoot threes and they could all, you know, kind of grind it, grind it out on the defensive end of the floor, um, I think that he's just playing the game the way he expects, you know, what was successful this past year. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was the one thing I was hoping for Kenny Payne you know, that he and his staff would look at what was successful in the NCAA tournament this year and kind of build his team around that because I knew that Louisville was going to be very active uh, in the transfer portal because they needed to basically turn over the roster. Unfortunately, to this point, while he's done a great job of adding some talent, like I love what Dennis Evans brings as a 7-1, shot blocker. We haven't had that since Honest Mahmood was on the team defensively, so I love that. You know, Trenton Flowers is a very talented kid, but, you know, I, I think that what I would like to see, I love the Scott Clark uh, ad, of course, but what I would have liked to have seen um, would be maybe more ball handling and less length because I think that if you're going to add length, it is very hard to add big, long guys that can also move their feet and stay in front of their man defensively. I think that was probably one of the biggest issues with the team last year was just that they they did not have enough guys that could stay in front of their man. And what ended up happening was you get beat off the dribble, your first guy comes or your second guy comes to help, and either he's late on the help or if he does get there, you leave somebody wide open the opposite side of the court. We saw it over and over again last year. So I had just hoped that Louisville would maybe buy into getting maybe not as many tall guys and getting more quick guys. You know, I, I think Louisville has plenty of size, but when you look at Caleb Glenn coming in, he's 6'8". You know, uh, Curtis Williams, 6'7". Um, you Glenn's know, Trenton six, Flowers. Glenn's like six four, I thought. Curtis Williams? No, Glenn. Oh, Caleb Glenn? No, he's like six seven or six eight. One of the two. Uh, you know, he, he's a pretty big guy. I guess that depends on what gas station he's walking out of. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, the thing is, you just got a lot of big forward types, kind of the similar setup to last year. Now, I think Louisville's going to be more talented than they were because I think Flowers is a little bit more athletic and a little bit more explosive than Kamari Lands. I think Dennis Evans is going to give you a lot more than what we saw from Sid Curry in terms of a defensive presence. Um, But I think you're going to run into the same questions of do they have the foot quickness? Like, I don't know what Karan Davis is. He posted a a, a viral video that Nolan Smith responded to yesterday of Karan Davis in an empty gym going between the legs and dunking the ball over his head. Like, that's nice, you know, but you're a 6'7 guard – you know, or at least that's how you're listed. But can you stay in front of somebody? I would much rather see a video of Karan Davis being down in the stance, shutting down some guy on a drive and blocking a shot. Like, honestly. You know, I mean, that that's where I'm at with it. But, you know, we'll see. I just I, – I, for one, am just a person that needs to see Louisville doing what I believe they need to do to get back to being successful. And right now I just think that we're going down the same path. You know, I feel like we're just putting together the same team with maybe a little bit more 
uh, talent. But right now, honestly, Trev, I don't see with the with the roster they have right now. I know that people are still looking at uh, McKenzie and Baco. Um, I know that they're still talking about maybe some of these other guys that we're trying to get involved with. One of those, Rick Patino's got his eyes on already. I, we're going to get into that well, a little bit later. Including Baco as well. Including Baco. But, uh, you know, I think Rick is – Rick might be – targeting Louisville a little bit. I did not believe that. Like, at first, when we heard that Rick was trying to get in with McKenzie Mbako, I'm like, well, of course everybody wants to get in with Mbako. He's like one of the top, you know, players in the country. I would think every coach in the country would want to get in on him. But this this next player uh, that, that we'll get into later, I think Rick's just being a little punitive. But I know we are way past it uh, for our first break, so we're going to go ahead and get our first break. When we come back, we're going to probably uh, get into maybe Rick doing a little single white female, getting a little – uh, tunnel vision on Louisville. I want to see what you guys think about that. Of course, I always you, preferred the crush. The crush. Yeah, I love you, Nick, and you love me. <laughs> very nice, very <laughs> nice. I like it. If you want to get involved, five zero two four one four fourteen fifty is Thornton's text line. I'd love to hear from you. This is the Mike Rutherford Show. Rashawn Myers sitting in for Mike Rutherford, ninety six point one and fourteen fifty, and we'll be right back. Oh, I'm, I was all about calling me bad as a kid. Oh, calling me bad, I, hey. The, the two songs we played so far, I told you at the break, and I think I've mentioned this on the show before. Yes. The outro song was uh, Third Bass, spelled yes. B-A-S-S, because, you know, that's how we do it. <laughs> of course. That's, that's, that's how we were. We, we, we were in the early 90s, white. We were cool. <laughs> uh, so And Pop Goes Weasel. I saw that band in concert, and the opening group was Extreme. <laughs> Which, if you don't know, extreme is more than words, yes. all in my heart, and it's like the complete opposite of a you would see with uh, with third base. But I did see Color Me Bad in concert. Did you? You're not a big concert guy, are you? I'm not a big. I've never like, been a big concert guy. Yeah, we we talked about this thing once yes. before. You're uh, not a big concert yeah, no, dude. You no, don't no, like no. going. I loved him until I was about like 1920, and I kind of was like, I'm getting. I was already like Danny Glover. I'm like, I'm too old for yeah. this. <laughs> I'm 21. I just want to go to bars. That, um, but I saw Color Me Bad, and the op- they were the opening act yes. for Paul Abdul. Really? Yes. Uh, let me see Paul Abdul. Yes. Ladies, stop lining up so much to get with me. I know. <laughs> I'm that cool. <laughs> oh, gosh. Wow. You know, but I mean, you know what? Probably around that era, the, the only was concert 11. I probably went to was, uh, you remember when um, uh, uh, Criss Cross was at 
the Cardinal Stadium? Uh, vaguely. I've never saw – I didn't go to that concert, so I don't remember I want to say it was, it, was during, uh, it was during the, uh, the uh, Kentucky Fair. And Expo. That's that. Well, if it's at Cardinal Stadium, I would. That sounds about right. Yeah. Or usually. the uh, dur- during um the uh the state fair. Excuse me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was during the state fair, but that yeah, like that's like around that time. That was literally the only concert that I ever went to was to see Chris. Cross. I saw Foreigner at one of those. Did you? Yeah. Hated it. <laughs> yeah. No, I, was, I don't even like Foreigner. I didn't even want to be there. I was just with <laughs> Yeah. Right. No, no one wanted to be there for that night. <laughs> like, but I mean, it just it's one of those things where I just like my music. If I want to hear my music, I'll just play it. Like I don't know. Like all those people and just all I just I don't know. I've never been a big uh big you know. I also did see I also did see Days of the New there, and I remember they they the opening act was the Smithereens. The Smithereens. Yeah, I'm not familiar. They had a couple them. songs in the '80s. But like no, because Days of New being a local band, everybody wanted to see Days. Right. So the Smithereens just got pissed off and like walked out in the middle of their set. <laughs> and Days came out and did a longer set. Yeah, it's, really cool. <laughs> it's like yeah, we're leaving. That's hilarious. Yeah, we were once big in 1984. You know. Hey, I tell you what, that's the one thing. Like free Louisville, concert at the fair. Louisville people support their local stuff, regardless of whether it's local bands, local teams. You know, if you if you're local and you have any sort of talent in your uh, discipline. <laughs> Like we gonna support you. We go. We, that should be a, that should be our sponsor. We go loco for local. Absolutely, I like it. Let, let, that, that's a lot better than the old rip off. Let's keep it weird. Like, oh yeah. I, there's like 20 cities that use that. Yeah. It's like it's we need something new. I like. I want it. Let's get loco for local. You know what, Trevor? I think you should be like an advertising be a marketing manager. Yeah. I think I, I think that's you can no do cap. That. <laughs> oh God, please. I'm down with the loco. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back into the uh, Mike Rutherford we go, show. We don't go low-key. We go loco for loco. Wow. Look, see? Look, a lot look, of lows. Look at that alliteration right there. I'm telling you, man, you have a, you have a future. I, I see I'm out of here. Yeah, like, whoever does the little signs for the logos downtown, I hope you're listening right now. Okay? You need to get Trevor Kelsey in there. Do some bumper stickers. I mean, because if you can do the, the, the Louisville, 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 you know, those signs that have all the different pronunciations. Oh, yeah. You know, if you can do that, I think Trevor Kelsey can do better. Does it bother when you hear people say Louisville and you're like, that's not how it is? Like when you're watching National or anything? Um, I just don't like Louisville. Like that's the only one that I don't really think nobody really nerd. does it that way. Nobody, nobody even says Louisville. Oh, I have. I, there's but I hear nationally. I mean, maybe yeah. out on TV, maybe by people locally. Come yeah, out. like more, just more when I'm out and about, not okay. necessarily on television, but like the only one, like, if you, as long as it's close to Louisville, it's, it's Louisville. It's Louisville. 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 Yeah, that's period. But when I hear Louisville or Louisville, it drives me insane. Like, now, just never, ever. And you know what drives a lot of people insane? What's that? Draymond Green. Oh, oh, God. You know now, what? I, I, I got to ask because, I mean, you, you being a little fan. I'm uh, glad you brought that up. Because so I, I know I didn't watch a lot of the NBA. And, yes. And it's evident by the fact that if for those that are keeping record for me and Mike's picks, uh, I went again. Uh, I, I went. I'm now I went 0-7 with that game. Mike is 7-0. and uh, We both picked Philadelphia, <laughs> but we didn't count that one because it was so obvious. So we're going to stay him at 7-0, and and I'm at 0-7 picking games. Um, so wow. They, they, with that. But – only way, only, only way you can go is up, Trev. And, and and one of the reasons why I've been kind of rooting for the the, the Kings is because of Sabonis. I'm he was a huge fan of his dad. Loved his dad watching. Oh, him. love Arvidas Sabonis. I mean, what, absolutely. Watched. I mean, from the first time I saw him in, in the Olympic Games, making David Robinson look like a fool in '87, and, and then of course later on in his career with the after 17 knee surgeries and three back surgeries with the Blazers and still being effective player. Uh, his son's is a bit. I'm a big fan of the kids. Was majorly upset when they traded the Pacers traded him and not Miles Turner. I've talked about this before. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, but uh, I mean, 
on the other hand, I don't. I've never been a fan of Draymond Green, but the old man in me kind of does still like the old school attitude he has. Yes, I don't like Draymond Green himself. I think he's overrated. He's he's basically Anthony Mason with a better supporting cast. Yeah, and and Anthony Mason never got this much love, even though he probably deserved a little he, more than he gets. He didn't get. Draymond was the perfect player for a team as far as what they needed. And he's not necessarily great, but he does everything that that team needed to be successful. And I can't but wonder is are we watching him do his own little like Pistons refusing to shake hands on the on the on the line getting eliminated <laughs> in ninety one to the Bulls type thing. You know, the Celtics who did kind of the same thing at some point. Well, I, I'm going to say this about the stomp. And, of course, anybody who doesn't know what happened, uh, there yes. was a, a scrum between Demonis Sabonis and uh, Draymond Green about last seven night. seven minutes left in the game. About seven minutes left uh, in a very closely contested game, very heated game. And Sabonis uh, trips and falls. And when Sabonis trips and falls, he uh, lands at the feet of Draymond Green. So Sabonis c- kind of reaches out and wraps – uh, Draymond's ankle. Okay, so Draymond, being Draymond, took exception to it. Apparently, he told um, told the reporters after the game that this was the second incident in as many games where a player for the Kings grabbed his ankle while he was on the ground. So, taking exception to being having his ankle grabbed, Draymond uh, commences to. Uh, act like he's stepping over Sabonis, stomp on his ribs, and then use oh, him as a trampoline he to jump over kicked him. him. Yeah, <laughs> I mean he he, he pulled he, back and thrust kicked him. That yeah. that that is where you. Like, listen, I'm all for a little little little, <laughs> little dirty little dirty pool play with Bill Lambeer style, and you want to give a little maybe a little, little bit of a you know a love tap with the foot on the way out because he is Sabonis was grabbing him. And I think they both. I think Sabonis both got teed up, but yes. Draymond got ejected. Yes, Draymond got ejected for yeah. excessive And play. probably rightfully so. I mean, there's, yeah. you, I mean, you can tell the pain. I mean, he kicked him right in the rib. Oh, I mean, he gave him. Hey, so yeah, I, I mean, Trevor, I, that, that's, a, that's a hard shot. I mean, he could have broken a rib or something. I mean, again, I have no problem. A little love tap because he's grabbing the ankle. It's all in good fun. <laughs> it was a hard. But he he, 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 he gave him a good old-fashioned curb stomp. I mean, he, <laughs> he did. I mean. That poor kid. <laughs> but yeah. I'm going to say this. You he know ain't on his truck no more, that's for sure. <laughs> I was definitely okay with the uh, officials throwing Draymond out for what he did. But I'm going to say this. I am also okay with what Draymond did. Because you know what? Sabonis knows that one thing that you don't mess with are, is with people's legs. Feet, well, I mean. Ankles, that- knees, that and such. And especially when it's Draymond Green, when you put yourself in that position, then you get what you get. Now, he should have been thrown out for it, but I'm okay with Draymond's response because you know what? You get what you get. Like when you put yourself in that position, you never want to get in the position of trying to attack somebody when you're laying on the ground. Like no, that's a terrible but, 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 decision. But unwrapping your arm around his leg to slow him up on a fast break doesn't isn't worthy of being just completely stomped. <laughs> like your ribs collapsed in with with the thrust he, kick. He did give him like that was a full WWE. I mean, he went he went Patrick Swayze Roundhouse <laughs> yes, on him. He did. I mean, he I'm surprised it he was because not only did he stomp him, he stomped him and then used him to <laughs> jump over to the yeah, other side. I'm surprised he just like, like just try to like yeah get like jump off a top rope or something <laughs> on him. Like it was literally a kind of a double. Yeah, I mean, so yeah, no, like, and that's why I'm saying like Draymond if he gets. I know he got ejected from the game. And then proceeded to just entice the crowd. If as he well. gets suspended for the next game, he I think will. that's fair as well. 
I think that's fair as well for it because it was definitely excessive and it was definitely unnecessary. So I'm okay with that, but all I'm going to say is if you're Sabonis, you kind of had it coming. Because you just you yeah, don't but, mess with certain people. You know Draymond crazy. I mean, he literally tried to kill poor Jordan Poole in practice before the season. Like he tried to I mean, kill him. I mean, the thing is, Draymond needs to know better though that you can get revenge. I mean, he literally doing knocked that. out one of his own teammates in practice. And that's in practice. <laughs> I mean, that's fine. What happens in practice stays in practice, right? Yeah, but th- there are certain people. Like, they used to always say, nobody messes with Charles Oakley. That's one thing Michael Jordan said from the one thing <laughs> yeah. from when I came into the Chicago Bulls, the one thing that everybody knew is nobody messes with Charles Oakley. That includes, I mean, that, that goes as far as back to New York uh, Madison Square Ushers just five years ago. Absolutely. Yeah. That they, is- tried to, they tried to eject Charles Oakley. <laughs> he threw one of them. <laughs> It's like one of those things. And there's there's been certain guys, whether it be Rick Mahorn, okay, or back Charles in the Oakley day. School, by the way. Uh, I knew this, but I cannot remember. Same school as a, uh, a later defensive player of the year for the Pistons. He went to the same one as Ben Wallace. It was a union, was it not Virginia? Uh, yeah. Virginia y- Union? Yeah, you got it. Hey, looky there. I knew more than what I thought I did. Oakley was a lottery pick, though. Yeah, hey. <laughs> Charles Oakley was a monster. But, I mean, Draymond Green is one of those guys in the NBA that you don't want to mess with because he's crazy. Like, certain people are legitimately crazy. Now, see, there's he's a, real there's, old there's, school there's, with there's, it. There's, there's, he believes in Old Testament. He, there is an some, eye for an eye. There is some old school in him, but there's also, it's like, I feel like it's a fake old school. Yo, like oh, Charles, I think like, once like, I saw what he did to Jordan Poole in practice, yeah, I'm like, oh, no, he's Jordan Poole soft. Like, like, like Charles, Charles Oakley, I'm not going to like, I'm not going to mess with. Like if, yeah. if I pissed off Charles Oakley and he told me to wear a dress and run backwards, like, <laughs> I'm going to do it. Yeah. Like I'm going to, I'm going to, he's going to treat me like major pain and I'm going to accept it. But like the, but like, I don't know, Draymond, I don't feel like Draymond. You don't, you don't buy Draymond. No, Draymond, like Draymond, I, he's got a little bit with him, but it's kind of like, it's a fakeness. Like if, if he, if he stepped to Charles, like Charles Oakley last night, wouldn't have stomped on Sabonis. He would have stomped him, picked him up. DDT'd him, grabbed him, <laughs> thrown him headfirst into, uh, into the into the, the uh, support rail. That's fair. And then just like and then start <laughs> he kept kicking him. And then somehow he might have found a gun. Yeah, Oakley, I don't Oakley's know. crazy. Oak, like, Oakley is real, real crazy. Like Draymond is maybe not to the level of an Oakley, but I think in today's soft, I mean, do you millennial want, do you, NBA, do you go back and watch those those Knicks Pacers and the Davis boys versus Oakley and the oh, X-Man, yeah. oh I mean, yeah. I mean, they had the tap tap rule. Yeah, you come yeah. in the lane, you're getting tapped. Yeah, tap, I mean, tap. like there, but there's nothing like that now. So I see, I, I feel no. like you're holding Draymond to the expectations, and maybe I shouldn't have used Oakley because that was a whole different league in terms of toughness. Because everybody was tough back then. Yeah, you, you had goons back in those days, but like in terms of today's NBA, oh, I definitely think Draymond is probably. A number one as far as dudes you don't mess with in the league. I mean, by today's comparison, yeah. I, I, mean, I don't think there's any like there's nobody that comes. But like to you mind. put him in the nineties, he's like he's like, oh, yeah. he's like John Concac. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean compared to the the eighties, nineties, like every team like, had at least Joe two and a half assigned goons per team. Like everybody had a goon. That were any good. Yeah, I mean Kevin Duckworth. Was a goon. Kevin you know Duck, what I'm saying? Like, Kevin Duckworth was two goons. <laughs> exactly. I mean, you know, everybody had a goon. Like, they don't really do that anymore. So, you know, Eastern I think, Illinois, by the way. As for, hmm, what was that? He went to Eastern Illinois. Really? How do you know that? I don't know. Like, how? The do same you... reason why I had to pay a thousand bucks to fix a Johnson rod in my car. <laughs> That's how I know that. The Johnson rod. 
I, I like the, the the summer. It amazes me because I always pride myself on having a lot of useless knowledge. You put me to shame every time I sit in this in this room. With but you. it ends after like 2002. I don't That's know fair. why. I think it was mostly the discovering of uh, of of women who would willing to sleep with me at the time. I was like, <laughs> I got more focus till I, I have to focus on more important things in life right now. That's fair. That's yeah. fair. And then but by it, 2006, I realized I was wasting my time with that, so I just went back to the statistics. That's pretty. That's pretty impressive, though. That, that is absolutely impressive. Uh, uh, Texters, I know we, we, you are. We got the text coming in, uh, hot the, and heavy. Of course, was once traded for Harvey Grant, the brother of Horace Grant, and the really? father of former Louisville safety Darius Mann, I believe it was. Look at you. Like I like it's it's amazing. Like I would love. I see that they need to put one of those big headgears. You know, like I watched Ghostbusters the other day. How say, they put the big they head put a headgear gear on me at one point back in high school, <laughs> yeah. and they I just monitor your brain waves. I like. I wonder if we put the big helmet on you, what comes up on the monitor? Uh, a uh, lot, of, <laughs> a lot of perversion. I promise you that. <laughs> like, like what happens it, when we? It put can the, make Ron Jeremy blush. <laughs> <laughs> uh, who was the little dude in in the Ghostbusters? Rick Moranis. Rick Moranis. Yes. If we put, if we do you like Rick Moranis and get you hooked up, I, I do wonder what's going to pop up on the screen. Yeah, he, be, he had the dog or the devil dog on. He, on co- the he coached screen. football. He coached the uh, little Giants. Yes, absolutely. Oh, I love me some uh, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, man. Yeah. You know? Love Rick Moranis. I watched Ghostbusters 1 and 2 last week. But he also hooked up with Annie Potts in that movie, and anyone who listens to the show knows I had a very big crush on Annie Potts as a kid. Annie Potts is still fine. Oh, when I, when I, I watch Young Sheldon, I'm like, you. girl, you still got it. Thank you. She's like 70, <laughs> and I'm like, I would, I would just, I don't care if I would break her hip or not. I'm going for it. Annie Potts is still fine. If Annie Potts get into my house and laundry, <laughs> I would go right for that. I'm sorry, Louisville fans and, and, and anybody, Mike Rutherford fans. Like, but I'm sorry. Like, I'm just saying. Eddie Potts, Amen. Thank you, Rashawn. For, for an old lady, she's still five, man. Yeah, I'm telling you. I'm, I, hey, I'm just saying. And she's good. <laughs> she's got everything. Madonna ain't. <laughs> wow. Well, I, I feel like we may have just had some people. Which is really an exception because I mean, like normally, like when you, I mean, no, no, no offense. Like women, don't, maybe sometimes don't age as well yes. as men. Yes. Yeah. Yes. We're, we're classic cars, you know. But like a lot of times, it's what like. What do you think about Trish Stratus, like by the, the way? Did you see Trish come out though? Uh, I'm surprised she didn't melt under the light by plastic. <laughs> like m- most, like when you get like the women, that get, like, usually it's your Latino that, that don't crack. Yes, yes. Like, but Annie Potts is like Annie Potts is age. It's like the White Angel, baby. Yeah, <laughs> she's holding the candle. She is aged like a fine wine. Absolutely, I I gotta give it to her. You know, she's cause she's up. She's getting up there, but oh, hey. Yeah. So she's holding it together. You know, you know I, I appreciate young Sheldon. I, every time I say I look at it, still going strong. <laughs> text her into the text line, 502-414-1450. Text her says, nobody messes with Draymond Green unless you are in the playoffs and you know you can get him to act like a chump and get himself suspended helping Damn. your team to uh, two-plus wins in the series. That's fair. I mean, that's the one thing about them crazy guys is that you know, I don't know if Sabonis' ribs really appreciate the fact that it took that <laughs> to get him thrown out of the too. game. Sabonis can be kind of soft, too, which just worries me for the Kings. Hopefully he's okay. Well, I mean, you know, it was a tough – like, there's – I will be very interested to see what happens. I don't know if they've made an announcement on what's uh, – you know, if there's they've come back with a prognosis on it as far as if he's got any um, – if it's just bruised ribs or what. Um, but, yeah, no, I agree with you because Draymond, we remember, in the um, Warriors-Cleveland uh, – finals you know he gets thrown out after his 32nd technical or whatever it was and ended up missing that game five and that basically turned around the whole series because Cleveland was able to get that win they were down 3-1 
You know, didn't have the same effect of Jeff Van Gundy holding on to Alonzo's leg and being dragged <laughs> across the court. But oh, yeah. that's classic. That is classic. But I mean, but no, I mean, that's the thing. That's the trade off, right? Is that Draymond's crazy. So sometimes he'll kind of fly off the deep end. If, and if you can get him to do something crazy, now you have an advantage. Um, so we'll have to see. Um, right, right now, I have to say, Trevor, I never was a believer in Sacramento, but the Sacramento Kings, I know you don't watch much NBA, but Sacramento is balling. I mean, it doesn't. I mean, like Fox and Monk are acting like they're back at UK. Like, like Fox, Fox being his level doesn't surprise me with the way the NBA is played today. I mean, point guards are put on a giant pedestal and kind of over exaggerated mm-hmm. to yeah. a degree, especially statistically. Uh, I've always said like you take the like you take their stats today, you just subtract ten points, and that's what you get in a real NBA average. But true, but the but like with Monk being able to shoot, I'm not surprised. Barnes, I always thought you know had you know obviously being a good role player. So bonus is just the. I mean, most, I mean, his biggest problem is just don't play defense. And Rick Carlisle was like, for some reason, build out the Pacers with Rick Carlisle. Like, we want a guy who plays defense. No one plays defense. <laughs> Why do you give a bleep if he plays defense? Right. Like, Miles Turner blocked three shots. Who cares? Um, so, but Sabone, so that was one of the reasons of that trade. I mean, he's a walking triple double. He's just, a, I mean, he's a, a more mobile version of uh, of Jokic. Well, I, I, mean, I not was as good as Jokic, but a more mobile version. Yeah, no, I mean and, he's he's good, that, and, he, and a lot like his dad. I mean, remember? I mean, again, you you watched his dad in his Blazer days after, like I said, the multiple knee surgeries and and other other injuries that he had, and he was still a guy that could play that high post, could yeah. handle the ball, could pass, could shoot, could do so many things. He was like a ten nine. All the pieces guy. just fit the weather, uh, fit together very well. I mean, Davion Mitchell, the kid they got out of Baylor, yep. um, I mean, is playing really, really well. The, uh, Harrison Barnes is eighty five thousand years old, and he's still seems that way. And he's well. only like twenty seven. He's in his fifteenth yeah. year in the league. I know. <laughs> so I remember watching the kid come in on Skype. Right. Uh, <laughs> when I was like, "What the hell's a Skype?" I mean, but like honestly, like they, <laughs> I, I have been shocked that they that they've played this well. Now it's that both of these games were in Sacramento, so we'll have to see if, as long as Golden State takes care of business at home, Draymond will be back by Game Five. The the so, thing that we'll surprises see. me the most about him is the fact that Mike Brown is their coach. Yeah, Mike Brown is a good coach. Like no, I, Mike I Brown, like, Mike Brown is their coach, and the Kings doing well. Is just further proof that coaching in the NBA is the least <laughs> see, important see, you of any get, pro sport. Mike Brown gets a lot of guff because I feel like everybody thought that in Cleveland it was just all about LeBron coaching the team, so nobody wanted well, to give was. Mike Brown any credit. And I feel like Mike Brown is a good coach. Just like I believe that Tyron Lue is a pretty good coach. Like Ty Lue can coach, Mike Brown can coach. These guys can coach a little bit, man. I mean, Lue had his moments in Utah and he couldn't get it done, though. Yes, or that, that was that Tyrone Corbin. No, no, that, that was uh, Ty Corbin yeah. uh, in Utah. But, I mean. All these players I had the hoops cards for, I'm already getting um, from all coaches. I mean, Ty, Ty Luke just, you know, he didn't get a lot of love for, what you know, what the work that he did uh, with, the, with the Lakers. But, I mean, even Darvin Ham, I've been impressed with him. You know, and I'm like, these some of these guys that are players turned coaches, I'm like, are you really coaching or are you just over there? Is there is there an ex, is there a team that's not being coached by an ex player right now? <laughs> I mean, well, you know that of course Atlanta just hired uh, Utah's uh, you know what's his name Quinn uh, Snyder. Yeah, thank you. They, they just hired you know Quinn Snyder took over that job with like a month left in the regular season. I mean, I think there's. I mean, I'm, I just went to the lowest right, the rank last, the worst team in the league, which is Detroit, and they're coached by Dwayne Casey. But of course, player. Quinn Snyder did play basketball. He was he was a what Duke. Quinn Snyder, yeah, he was a Duke. Yeah, he right? played Duke. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's I mean, a player. But you know, I mean, most coaches played basketball at some level. You know, I, I mean, for the most. Actually, part. I don't know who Orlando's coach. I don't even know who Jahil Mosley like the, is. The Raptors. Uh, who's the Raptors coach? The uh, Raptors coach is oh Nick Nurse. Who Nick was, Nurse definitely didn't play no, basketball. No, he didn't. Anyway. No, he was, <laughs> he's one of the the few exceptions. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> like I, I feel like that's one guy I can safely say, yeah, he I don't even know if I'd pick him up in a pickup game. <laughs> I mean, Eric Sporster Eric Sporster Eric, Eric Sporster didn't play. Yeah, uh, no, no. But I mean Nate McMillan did. But for Atlanta. the most part, yeah. I mean the the player movement as far as, you know, former players taking over, at least more well known players taking over spots is definitely a thing that's happening in the NBA. That's like not uncommon. Though. We've seen that throughout the whole history of the NBA. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean you can go back to Bill Russell being a player coach. The thing I hate to- is, like, there are now guys coached that, you know, of course, I, I used to do recruiting heavy mm-hmm. all the time. A lot of kids that I was recruiting that were, like, freshmen and sophomores in high school are now, like, getting coaching positions. That's how I know my tail is getting old because it's, like, really, like, Kim English – like it's got yeah. a whole assistant co- or that one. Coach that now. one blew my mind when they brought it because I was like, <laughs> I'm like, what? I was like, he what he just finished at Missouri, right? Yeah. Like I just like, swore he was in the last I, year's tournament. I scouted Kim English in high school, and now this dude is like a whole head coach. Like yeah. that makes he's me feel young. Old. He isn't excited. He's he yeah. is in his early thirties. Yeah, mean, but young. still, I mean, that just Trevor. I'm not that old. I'm not that older yet. than me. I will. That's why I like having you around. <laughs> barely. Because aren't you, how old are you, 44, 45? 45, 45. Yeah, I turned yeah. 40. I'm just I'll be 46 40. this year, November 1st. So you're just a little over three years older than me. Yes, yes. But I mean, so that's why know. I like having you around. It's but hey, Trevor, look, look at you got me talking. We are after the top of the hour. We got to go to break. It is 4.05. Lord goodness. You are listening Don't to the- me. <laughs> I <laughs> listen to the Please Mike Rutherford Show. Again. Rashawn Myers, Trevor Kelsey, give us a call, 502-414-1450. Text in. That's the text. Don't I know. call. Don't, don't call, call that number, Don't call people. the number. Text in. Give us a text because we can't call because they just refuse to take phone calls. It's fine. Uh, the, the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. Yes, we're going to get into all. I have tons of Louisville basketball updates. Uh, Haley Van Lith is possibly turning heel. I got to talk to – We, in fact, we're going to get to Haley Van Lith right after the top. Like, Louisville basketball, the men, you don't even deserve to have first rights to what we talk about. We're going to talk about HVL and much, much more. This is the Mike Rutherford Show, 96.1 FM, The Big X. Let me take off all your clothes Disconnect the phone so nobody knows yeah. Let me light a candle so we can make it better love a- Check baby one two three four. Check baby check baby one two three. Check baby check baby one two. Check baby check baby one. It's going on shaker. The beach is like sweeter than candy. I'm feeling manly and your shaker's coming in handy. Slide on my clothes from New York down by Virginia. Oh yeah. You did the beat for this? Oh yeah. You know, no, you know who did the beat for this song? That's, uh, uh, the, who did the beat? Now, the beat. Okay. Yeah. Now, I know. Teddy Riley was Teddy Riley was the the the, the man behind. Yes, Rex he was the man behind Rex and Effects. But no, who did the beat? The Neptunes. Really? The first one of the first things they did. Really? No, track, I did yeah. not know that. That's what's up. So now let me ask you because I didn't heard these songs. I heard you know I'm a sex you up and I heard I didn't see Rump Shaker. I didn't see Rex and Effects in concert. So Rump Shaker. You did not see yeah, them in concert. I concert okay. No. Okay. So that's... I was, I I I would I would have I would have loved to seen Black Street in concert. Absolutely. That that first Black Street another level yes. album. I mean that's. 
Like if you if you if you're if you're in our age group and you didn't lose your virginity like until after college, you at some point you had that CD and you used it. <laughs> hey, no diggity. And you used it well. No diggity is one of my uh go oh, yeah. my my go to uh, karaoke joints. That's that's what. Like what I'm happened about. to Teddy Riley? Like dude, Teddy Riley was the man. Oh here. man, did like, you, he invented New Jack Swing pretty much? Did you see that they did a Teddy Riley tribute show? Uh, like a, a tribute gathering where they like brought back everybody that he helped, you like know, a, either a, write for. Like, like a, they like did a, like a whole, like a, a, an award show or something. Yeah, it was. It was like it wasn't like a roast, but it was just like a so. It, it was like at a um some award show, and they did kind of like a dedication to Teddy Riley. Okay, on there. Well, it was there. like this man wrote for so many people and oh. helped so many bands and groups get off the ground or wrote songs for him. It was unbelievable. I mean, there's there probably wasn't much of something that wasn't a hit that. Pretty much from like ninety to like ninety three. Yes, Teddy had like his hands was, on everything. Everything was that New Jack. I mean, New and, Jack Swing. Yeah, yeah and I yeah. And talked about Rutherford. Um, I mean, yesterday he hadn't seen New Jack City yet. Which what? I, so come on, Mike. I know he's come not, on, he, he don't, Mike. He, you don't know who know about Nino Brown G Money? Oh, <laughs> not business. It's just it's not personal. It's just business. <laughs> come uh, on. Now I will, I will say this: like going back and watch because I saw first of all I saw New Jack City probably more younger than I probably ever should have seen. Yeah, it. Right. Like, like probably my. <laughs> Like my my my, Same my, aunt, here. my aunt and uncle when they rented it probably should have hid the tape a little better from me <laughs> than, than watching it later that night. Thing can probably go for clerks. That, that like no, that, that was me with colors. Colors was oh, the co- movie that I saw another way one too. I watched too. Yeah. I watched. Well, I was way too yeah. young to watch colors. I think I was like eight or nine when I watched colors. <laughs> and in colors, in colors, you know, colors holds up probably still really well for me. Yeah, yeah. Even though some people maybe so. don't grasp the whole like how big the gang thing was right. back right. then between Bloods and Crips. Not to mention like you watch colors and it's like. If, if you're younger, you're just like a who's who of like black uh, like, uh, actors. Absolutely, time. like it was, it was like it, it was, was it was like Harlem Nights before Harlem, like a not comedy version. Like right, that's right. Like, Leon. There's 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 Don Cheadle. There's, there's yeah. Damon Wayne. Yeah, yeah. And like who's who's like every yeah. Yeah, like, everybody. At least signed up. You were in that movie, but like I went back and watched like New Jack. Yeah, and like now, Nino Brown character Wesley Snipes still badass, no matter Absolutely. what. Uh, but like I, I forget how uh, somewhat campy and cheesy. Like Ice T and Mario <laughs> Mario Van Peebles is just so over the freaking top yeah. in this movie. Like not that when he's not ever over the top. If you ever seen a Mario Van Peebles film? He's right. he's always been a little campy. Like you go watch Posse. He can't help it. He's yeah, just go, cheesy. If you watch he's just Posse. cheesy by nature. Some <laughs> people are just cheesy by nature, just like Will Smith. Like un- unfortunately, like Will can never turn off being Will. Like there's a scene when it's like it's like the camera's like below him and it zooms up on Mario and he like he's like in slow he's like. I need a new Jack cop for a new Jack criminal. And like, like, there's Bender, you know, from from, from Breakfast Club, like, I'm your guy. Like when when Amity Michael Hall wasn't available. Right. I mean, did you get anybody geeker and whitier than this? I mean, that that is true. Like thinking back on, yeah. And Ice-T like speaks in syllables like he's Jim Rome. He's he's acting is so bad. Yeah, yeah. It's amazing yeah. he hasn't come much farther in SVU, but still. Yeah, hey, hey, you know what though? But he made that role his own. He did. I love. Hey, but no, hey, New Jack City is a classic, and will never be besmirched on this show. Oh but no, yeah, I won't. Besmirch. I agree with I'm, you about the campiness. Like thinking back on it, it was very cheesy. Yeah, there's like, some the cheesy cop, moments. The cops were cheesy. Oh yeah, like the, the lawyer. The, yes. Like, the, yes. The, 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 the ex-wife. Them and uh, uh, what's his name, Christopher Williams. Uh, playing the role as kind of the turncoat gangster. Yeah. You know? <laughs> like, he was cheesy, too. 
Like as the banker, right? Yes, yeah. yes, yeah. Like that, that was a few. That was a few, but it's still. I mean, but it was just such a bad rip off of Scarface. It was like literally well, the same plot. To Scar- it was, except you had crack instead of coke. <laughs> yes, it was like, just this like is the ghetto let's just take the whole Scarface storyline and just put like black folks in it. Yeah, that's <laughs> basically what I they never did. saw Scarface pull on a pull up on a, a motorcycle and say "Rock, rock a bye, baby." She to see the dude in the head. <laughs> it was. I mean, it was, they just took the whole, the whole Scarface trope, but I mean, it's fine. It's, it's all good. It's still a classic. One of my favorites, Trevor. One I do. Yeah. And then you don't colors. I haven't seen colors in forever. I should go back and, and watch. Now, now, when we talk about turncoats, we talk about turncoat lawyers. Oh, so, so, now. So, now, now. Don't be, don't be bitter <laughs> this way. Haley Van Lip. Oh, just because she wants to go somewhere else. She's now evil, huh? So, you know what, Trevor? I said on Wake Up 502 that I did not have an issue Hater. with Haley Van Lith. Going into the portal, I said, is your God-given right to go into the portal? These kids have the opportunity to make any moves they want to, maximize their value, you know, NIL, make, you know, move. It's fine. It's all good. I said, you know what? She was close to home. She was around grandma, friends and family, aunties, uncles. Surely she's wanting to get back close to home. Then I come to find out. A little bit earlier today, the announcement that Haley Van Lith is going to visit Cruella DeVille herself, well, Kim Mulkey, at LSU. Now, she hasn't committed that I know of. She's going to go to LSU, Trev. And Possibly. I'm going to be. I hate Kim Mulkey. No, I, I don't like Kim Mulkey either. I don't. Kim Mulkey like, I don't like know Kim if Mulkey. she's the Wicked Witch of the West. I don't know if she's Cruella DeVille. Name your stereotypical evil. Old oh, lady bad guy. Kim, Kim I wouldn't. I couldn't trust Kim Mulkey as far as I could throw you. <laughs> like, I'm, she's the type of like like person I guarantee like put her mom in like a third rate nursing home to save thirty five. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Like I, I could just see her completely doing that, and then it's, I don't. I, I mean, but you know, I just I, I love Haley Van Lith, and I appreciate everything she did. But I don't know if I could get over it if she ends up at LSU. I hate Kim Mulkey. <laughs> like I would have much rather her end up at uh, at South Carolina. Would you pick you? Would you let her go to UK or LSU? Oh, um, you know what? UK just because Louisville whips UK's tail every time. So if you want to go down to Kentucky, like I'm the men, so it's a little different. But with the women, yeah, that'd be like a pity transfer. I, I mean, I just I'm not gonna. It's not gonna sit well with me, honestly. Like no, I just mainly I'm just never gonna bad mouth her. Be good, and I, I don't like Kim. Like I know people. Most people are like. Uh, I pointed anger at Angel Reese. Like, I have nothing against Angel Reese. I just don't like Kim Mulkey. I'm with you on that one. 502-414-1450. Am I right to hate Haley Van Lith if she goes to LSU? Well, you know you can't <laughs> hate her. Like, I get, I get like, if she doesn't want to go, I mean, obviously she feels like she has a better chance at winning at LSU. Is this not a slap in the face of, I mean, of Jeff Walsh? No, I mean. You don't think so? No, because Walsh has a winning record against Mulkey, doesn't he? Absolutely, but it's still, this is like a declaration of war. I mean, this is, I mean. Of all places, like, there are very few coaches that, that Jeff Walls hates. But I can honestly say he, uh, Kim Mulkey and Muffet McGraw are two coaches that I know for a fact First that Jeff Walls shouldn't be called hates. Muffet. I know. I mean, <laughs> that's, that's, yes, <laughs> but I digress. Yeah. But, like, there are two coaches that I know he hates, and he hates Kim Mulkey. And that's that's possible, and I remember the right reason too. I just, I I don't know. I just, I think a part of me. Yes, look at you this being is, all this old is, and veteran. This is, well, now this it, is Trevor. Here's the reason why I think I'm not getting my 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 boxers in such a, 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 a riled up as you are with 
them going there because I don't like Mulkey either. I, I'm not. I could care give two bleeps about LSU personally. I have no nothing against Angel Reese. The whole celebration. No, I like thing. Angel Reese. I had nothing against it. I'm all I'm all for good trash talking as long as you're winning and as long as you can take it when you lose, which is something Cam Newton can never do. True. So the like, that's but the thing I guess the reason why it's not bothering me as much, and then not to sound like like bitter like she's gone now. Yeah, you suck. You weren't any good. <laughs> like I just felt like Van Lip was slightly overrated. Like I I understand like the. To, to go with the hype, like, and that was a problem with last year was her kind of not playing at the level that a lot of people thought she could play to, at least on a consistent basis. And Louisville struggled early in the year. She got hot later in the you know, in the tournament and played well. I, don't, I just always thought she was, I don't know. I just, maybe it's by comparison when you look at the guards Louisville's had and like, I, you know, like Schimmel and Durr and Evans and, you know, going back to even, you know, larger guards and like an Angel McCotry is more of a wing than a guard, but still, like, I don't know. I just, I always felt like Van List got as, as much, probably more like hype and produced less than all those, all those other ladies. I will say this, and this is the thing that I've continued to say um, about this whole situation with Louisville and um, Haley Van Lith is that in my personal opinion, I, I felt that Haley Van Lith was literally in the perfect situation. Jeff Walls gave her a green light, unlike anybody else is ever going to give her in terms of, you know, Haley is a 5'7 <clears throat> scoring guard, okay? She's a person that I was always a bit critical of because I just don't feel you can effectively run your offense through somebody that's small, especially somebody who doesn't have a propensity to play make for others. It was different when Dana Evans was kind of a, a undersized uh, guard because she was a playmaker. She would get into the lane. She would be a big time assister. She undersized um, by women's sports, right? Uh, Dana Evans. I mean, like five, I mean, not necessarily eight. undersized, but you know, yeah. five, that five eight. That's, you know, I think that's pretty good size. Five seven, five I think, eight. I think that's pretty guard. Pretty it's basic. Average. Yeah, it's, a, it's for women's guards. Yeah. yeah, but you know, I, I but the th the difference between Dana and Haley is that Haley doesn't play a snitch of damn defense. And mm -hmm. Haley does not make plays for others. She literally is only good at scoring the basketball. So when you look at this, Trevor. And I hope people don't think I'm saying it's just going to ask if she's left. I mean, I. No, 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 not at all. I bit mean, my but, tongue on a little bit during the season, but you can ask people off the, off the, off the record. I have. I've it, was, it was always my personal opinion that, that Louisville needed to run their offense through Olivia Co Cochran on the block rather than Haley from the perimeter because I just felt like you could generate shots for other people if you run that through Olivia. But if you give the ball to Haley and let Haley go, she's not making any plays for anybody. You know how many shot attempts she had last year? Can 72. you take a wild guess? Haley, for the whole season. 72. Ha 72 Haley Van Lith? 72 <laughs> shots? Oh, actually, it's a game. Uh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, right. Uh, 312. 623 shot attempts last year. <laughs> Carpal tunnel. <laughs> 623 field goal attempts last year. You know who was number two? Uh, Haley Van Liff. Yeah, right. yeah, exactly. Right she was first. She like, was right -handed. That was right-handed. Left-handed, she shot 412. <laughs> uh, Chris Linkar was number two with 358 shot attempts. Haley almost had double as many shot attempts as the second closest player. Like, she's never going to get that green light anywhere. Like, the way Jeff – Jeff Walls literally wrapped his whole program around Haley Van Liff and allowed her to be the face – Allowed her to shoot as many shots as she wanted. Allowed her allowed her to not necessarily run any of the offense. Just let her do whatever she wanted to do. So I mean, I if I personally, with everything that 
Coach Walls and Louisville basketball did to allow Haley Van Lith to just be her and do her and let her do her thing. I mean, I, it just does kind of, I, unfortunately, and I may be petty for it, it just kind of rubs me the wrong way. No, to, you know, the reason to, to head LSU. I, I mean, of all places, but I wish her luck. You know, if Louisville play, I you know if Louisville plays LSU, hopefully, um, uh, you know, a couple of these girls, Louisville has made announcements of two top ten transfers uh, that they've ended up uh, adding: Jada Curry uh, out of California and this uh, young lady yesterday, Kiki Jefferson from James Madison. Both of these girls are listed in the top ten transfers uh, for ESPN right now for for uh, women's basketball. So you know they are they're doing a good job of starting to rebuild after Haley Van Lith. But I wish her in every game luck in every game. Uh, unless they play Louisville. And then I hope Louisville beats LSU's brains in. Uh, so, you know, we'll see what happens. I like to see her do odds to like see LSU lose every game. And, of course, uh, the, the other lo- young lady with the very fun name, uh, Henny Van Shake. Who, who yeah, that's, we, we replaced one van with another. Yes, yes, exactly. So, we're yeah. van people. We'll see what Did happens. Did you ever drive a van when you were younger? Uh, no, no, never, <laughs> never a van. Why did you say that with, like, such, like... <laughs> Disgust. You're like, I, God, I, no. I'm one of those What people, kind of human do you think <laughs> I was? I, I'm like 6'4", but I am one of those people that loves driving like the smallest car possible. <laughs> yeah, you do drive a small car currently, don't yes, you? Yes. You like, and, little, yeah. and believe it or not, the, my, the car I have, that uh, a Hyundai Sonata, is probably the one of the biggest cars I've ever owned. Like, I love small cars. I, I was with you until I just got to about 35-ish. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then, like, the, the, I started getting a little bigger. The back started giving out a little more. <laughs> the knees. Yeah. Knee, knee, knees weren't, weren't what they once were. And, like, getting in and out of the even the Prius and the uh, little Acura. Got a little tough. And the, a little tough. And the yeah. <laughs> and to, to, to tell you, like, I, I, I drive, you know, a little uh, RAV4. I, the last two years, I've driven, like, SUVs, and I'm, I'm hooked on them now. I'm hooked on a car that I have to like step up to get into instead of fall in right. fall yeah. down to. It, that and is the one thing about getting into Sonata. I literally have to like fall. Oh, you into fall. The seat. You yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, there's no way you don't <laughs> sit. Like I, I know exactly what you're doing. Yeah. You you put your right foot in the in, in the car. Yes, and, and you, you kind of hold on and you just plop. <laughs> I, I know exactly. And <laughs> I know exactly yeah. what you're doing. That's and so fair. like my so I had to my I had to get a tire fixed on my car over the weekend. It happened on Friday, so I had to borrow my mother's car, and she drives like a little Honda Accord. And I mean, it was like I mean, like like falling in. The problem was, is I fell in, I sat on one of my balls, like oh. <laughs> <laughs> so oh, wow. that was that, that wasn't even the most painful part. Trying to get out of the car was even worse. <laughs> and I just got home. I'm like, I'm not like I'm not even going. Like I called. I'm like, I'm gonna order something from DoorDash. She's like, well, let's just go get. It. I'm like, no, I don't want to get in out of your <laughs> car again. Get- not oh, worth it. <laughs> that just that is unfortunate, right there. But I've always wanted to have a kind of. a... I mean, you need to get a bigger car. I'm surprised you didn't have anything bigger. Like, I mean, with nah, two kids. I, I I'm mean, always. I mean, like I had a Chevy Nova. Because um, even when the kids were younger, you had the younger. I mean, yeah, you, you didn't, had a small you didn't car. Have... Like I just, I always, I was like, look here, y'all, if y'all gonna get in here, we gonna squeeze in here. You know, <laughs> that, that's that's about all we got. You know, I, I used to tell the kids, I was like, you know what, it used to be back in the old days, you had bench seats in the front and the back. You know, yeah. my Chrysler, I had the bench seat all the way across. You can get comfortable. So nowadays, you can't get comfortable anymore. Every seat's like a bucket. Oh, yeah. You know, it's like, you know, I, I used to love my bench seats. It's like, like, they probably weren't the safest things in the world. But No, I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't big. It was a bigger car, but it wasn't tall. And that was my Buick I drove. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I think you probably seen that, that big blue Buick I used to drive that I got yeah. from my grandmother. Yeah. Likes I remember. That. It said True Blue and 02 Kentucky football on the back. Yeah. Bumper sticker. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, because I, I got it from my aunt in Lexington. <laughs> But I did love that view for, for multiple reasons. One, the bucket seating was nice. Two, it had a CB radio, which was fun. And three, 
it was like old school 88 Buick pure metal. I mean, this, this was a oh, car. God, where you I, could probably run that thing. Oh, I am. I'm, I'm that guy who hates people who try to sneak in, like in the merging. <laughs> I'll run you off the road. And in this car, like no one was like getting in. Oh no, no one's getting. Like, like I got like a little, like a Prius trying to like merge. I'm like, dude, you might want to look, look around. <laughs> you might want to watch. I will run going. right through your car in this thing. This thing is pure steel. That's plastic. <laughs> like I, that was the one thing about that Buick I loved. And I actually, it never died on me. I just. I uh, ended up selling it when I got my. I bought it, ironically, a Prius. There you go. And it See, it, it was all because I was paying like eighty bucks a week in gas. It was, it was outrageous. Wow. I do, I do miss the Buick. I sold the Buick. Oh, but I'm I sure it was a gas. They probably think probably drunk as much oil. Oh as yeah. Gas, I, I sold the Buick, but I kept the CB <laughs> uh, CB radio. <laughs> Did you still have it? It's in my house. Do yeah. you? <laughs> I need to. I need to get it hooked up and see if we get back on there and get my back to my old handle. Wow! What was your handle? I don't have much. Time. Uh, I, you know, I, I need like I don't know. I'd have to do like a big bad bacon or yeah. something, maybe <laughs> yes. triple B. <laughs> That's hilarious. Burnt bacon. That's five, like a B. <laughs> five hundred two bacon checking in. <laughs> yeah, five bacon five hundred two. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Coming at you. Where's the wow. ladies? Uh, Text her in. Not lizards uh, were yet. <laughs> 502-414-1450 says, Trevor, just had my rear brake pads and rotors replaced last week, $500. Last oh. time I had this done, I think it was around $200. So, I mean, that I, proves to me I got ripped off. Yeah. I paid more than you, Texter. Yeah. I knew, I knew, I knew it. I knew that what I got charged was outrageous. And he got pads and rotors. Well, you know, I didn't think I needed the pads that bad, personally. Well, your calipers have gone bad, so you know you got to get the. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm like, where exactly are the cal? Like, I feel like calipers are on like six different parts of my car. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I just think they put like joints in front of stuff, and they yeah. expect me to be happy about it. Like, who really? Where? <laughs> I mean, you know, it's like really. <laughs> Texter also says uh, five hundred two four four fourteen fifty. He says, "Of course, Trevor would refer to the two thousands as the NBA low point because it the was. Pacers couldn't get past the Pistons. Uh, How <laughs> that Prince block taste, Tk? That gold, it's- <laughs> that gold ten was awful. <laughs> and I'll be the first to tell you this: the Pacers were one of the better teams in the East, and we weren't even that great. I mean, we I don't went, know what Reggie. Bill we was went to doing the finals in two thousand. And it was like of the of the Pacer teams through the nineties up to two thousand, probably the third, fourth best team in that, that that they had. I would agree. I mean, the ninety four team was really good. The yeah. ninety eight team was awesome. Yeah, I, uh, I would the, agree with that. I mean, ninety eight team, I still wish it ended Jordan's career, but you know, it, no here nor there. But the, the two thousand team, I mean, it was solid. I mean, Reggie was still what he was, but what was he doing on that layup? I just don't know what. Like, I, I look at that play. The goal to call. That, that. I don't care what you say. You can prove it to me. I don't. I, I, I'm. I am like it I, was as close to a gold. I am R. I Kelly's know. mama when it comes to this. It is goldtend. It was goldtend. It was goldtend. I still look at it to this day, and I can't tell you if it's goldtend or not. It wasn't, but it's goldtend. <laughs> like it was so close it though. It, wasn't, it was no, so close. It really wasn't, but it was goldtend. It was so close. It was close. <laughs> he called it like right on the. I'm like on an the, eternal struggle over here between evil and evil and good. The, <laughs> the angel on one shoulder is going be honest. Trevor. It was a block. The devil's going screw him. He he also said he said also he said your all uh, thoughts on Keith saying that the defense dominated the offense in the last practice. Who's Keith? Keith Wynn oh, for the uh, Cardinal. Uh, oh, Cardinal, yes, Cardinal, yes Cardinal. another f- fellow uh, contributor to the Mike Rutherford show. Mm-hmm, yeah. Um, uh, I would say this is that the defense is usually always ahead of the offense, but but one of the one of the things that I've heard is that the defense has really taken to this four two five defense. Like uh, you know, uh, like very. They've been very 
the transition's been a lot easier. Let's just say that. And usually the defense is ahead of the offense, though, right? I mean, that's usually the way it is even once uh, fall camp starts is that, you know, your defense usually is going to have a lot less growing pains. Um, so, you know, I, I think that with Jack Plummer uh, coming in, because he at least knows the, the nomenclature and the verbiage of the, the Brom system, that he doesn't have as, as big of a uh, learning curve. But for the rest of the team, I think it's going to take a little while. And I also think that the offensive line still needs guys. Um, so with the, the offensive line still trying to gel and figure out who's going to actually be good enough to play, it doesn't surprise me that the defense is ahead. And I also just think that the defense has a lot of playmakers. Like, while Yaya and Yasir, um, the, the draft, is the draft this week? Is it this Thursday? Talking about football, NFL? NFL draft. Yeah, it's, uh, it's on April 27th. April 27th. Uh, yeah. With the draft so coming week, up next from, week. It's a week from this coming, coming Thursday. Okay, yeah. This coming yeah. Thursday is a celebration of a different kind. Okay, okay, yeah. <laughs> what's, the, what's the celebration? It's April 20th. What's April 20? 420. What's 420? I'm oh, come on. What are you, nerd? Yeah, I don't understand. What's 420? 420. I have no idea. What you, now, now you're doing like uh, little gestures to me like you're, you're smoking something. <laughs> What's happening? <laughs> I can't tell if you're serious or not. I'm, de- I'm serious. I, I feel like I, I'm, yeah, I'm, I, may be, I may be slow on this, but no, what is what is 420? What is you, ne- you, never, you never knew the 420? Uh, wow, your kids are getting away with murder in your house. Um <laughs> I feel like I'm Good Lord. No, no. Well for for I'm gonna have four twenty to... is, is a slang term for it's a it's the time to smoke weed. Really? Smoke you never knew that. Well I don't I've never smoked. I've, I've, I, I've never... I believe that. I know I, I know, yeah. I, I do believe that. <laughs> I've never smoked the Mary Jane. Neither what? have I in the last hour. And in the <laughs> <laughs> the but the, No. I I that I Actually am... what time is it? The last thirty minutes. Um so <laughs> But but I thought you would at least know that. No no no, I didn't know. Like I knew I knew I, I knew, no I, knew I mean I wouldn't say I, you're not straight edge because you do drink, but you do. Well, I don't drink heavily, but you have drank before, right? Oh yeah, I love I love my crown. Okay, love <laughs> Canadians. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I love my crown. <laughs> <laughs> you're a Raptors fan. Yeah. But I, I, I knew you. Did, I, I, I knew. No, I, I knew. I, I knew you weren't you know, partaking in the puff puff. Yeah. But I mean, I suppose you never heard that though. I don't know. I'm. I'm like. I'm learning something completely new. Like, like, do you know any references? To, like, if someone says Mary Jane, you do know what that means, right? I know. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. <laughs> you know. I love the song, you know. I love Friday. Okay, I like, yeah, that's true. Okay. <laughs> brown sugar, you know. I, hey, I love brown sugar. You know, I know. I know what brown sugar is about. And Dr- D'Angelo is not singing about a woman. No, he's not. <laughs> <laughs> Who knew he was singing with that body in that video, though? I mean, <laughs> but the uh, but yeah, no, four twenty is, is a very common phrase amongst uh, amongst the the, uh, the the THC and, and uh, fans out there. Okay, uh, and supposedly there's no like determined like history to where it came from but yeah. the the, co- the common urban legend is uh kids in like California uh wanted a, a code to the time to like meet up behind school and smoke weed and they would say that um I guess they would meet at 420 huh? so after school behind you know wherever they would meet and then that was kind of the code it'd be like if you hey if you're gonna you're gonna go blaze after, after school today you say meet me at 420 meet 420 Really? And that was, I, I never no. That is the first I've ever heard of that. That's you're forty three years old. You've never heard this term. Forty five. Forty five. Take all my never, years, but no, I've never heard of this. This is no cap, right? No cap. No cap. You're not low keying it on. Me. <laughs> not low key at all. No, you're, you're not. You're, very high key. I don't. I don't. I don't know any other slang. Slang. Yeah. No. Con, that's it. Yeah. We, we we both ran out. That's of pretty that. much the two. Yeah. <laughs> and trust me, four twenty is not new. So. Yeah. 
No, that's the first time I've, I've never known that. No. I yeah. can't believe I'm uh, you're you just taught me something new. Hey, you know what though? But honestly, when I listen to you and Mike on here, there's a certain certain time. Are you having any flashbacks to being at work and going, that explains so much to some of the coworkers? Yeah. <laughs> like I, That's why they kept saying it's like, they took their break at 419. <laughs> it's like, wow. Yeah, no. I thought it was just like something to do with a, a, a bathroom schedule. No, I mean, no, yeah, I had I had no idea. That's hey, that's what's up. Look, see, you put me up on game. Left-handed cigarettes, that's another term. I heard I've heard that. Yeah, okay. Absolutely. Oh, well, you know, a lot of my friends definitely my, my people definitely enjoyed, you know. Well, you went to Hawaii, you had pretty good stuff out there. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, I have I've been around a lot of people that that enjoyed the, you know, the occasional. There's nothing wrong with not it. Not at all. No, not at Legal all. Legal like, in most states. Hopefully this one's going to be. Most of my best friends actually, but I yeah. just I just never I never was. I was never got to smoke ever anything, cigarettes or, or otherwise. <laughs> well, I wouldn't recommend cigarettes. That's yeah. one I will definitely not recommend. Don't mm-hmm. get hooked on that one. No, no. Oh, and by the way, just a quick the programming one, note. Maybe we want to jump on a late age. Uh, to let you all know, we're only going to five thirty, right? Today oh yes, because we are a sports show. Yes, yeah, sorry. Yeah, so we are only going to be here until five thirty today. So just to, just FYI that we will be getting out of here early because Trevor uh, said that you know the the bats are gonna come hijack the last 30 minutes of the show i know that just breaks everybody up but you know just the fyi but well, uh, i guess they're, they're still technically they they snapped their nine game losing streak on saturday and, since th- and sunday's game was called they are i guess officially on a one game winning streak wow they go. are hosting columbus today i believe okay uh i know what they're we're at home this week who's what, what's columbus's mascot do you have any idea that's oh, the clippers Clippers, okay. They used to be with the Yankees. I don't think they're with the Yankees anymore, though. Really? Okay. Uh, but I think that's I think that's who they play this week. But it's a five thirty five start with my man Nick Curran, and yeah, obviously. So yeah, we'll, yeah, be, we'll out. be out here right at five thirty we'll to be out break here. and give them some time. Yeah. Yeah. Let, let let Nick go ahead and get set up. I know they go to thing. Omaha next week, but I think they play Columbus this week. I'll I'll look it up real quick. But uh, we'll definitely uh, have that for you on the other side. So because I guess we whoever CLT is, I don't even know who that is. Yeah. <laughs> When we get back, I am going to get into this conversation of Rick Bettino's uh, new obsession with the University of Louisville, which I did not give any credence until uh, just probably yesterday. Uh, but we are going to get into that. Uh, on the other side, I want to get Trevor Kelsey's thoughts on that and much, much more. You're listening to the Mike Rutherford Show, Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM, and we'll be back. Addition to concerts. 
That's right. Uh, you have seen New Edition. Yeah. Nice. Now, I'm definitely jealous of that one. They were actually in concerts recently. Did you not go to it? No, I did. I know that they that's were some here. Some friends went to it up the M Center. Yeah, they, they were here in town, but that's definitely one that I've I've wanted to see uh, for a while. No, I did not get the opportunity uh, to go down there, unfortunately. Now, but I, I watch this before you get into breaking news. Yeah. Uh, have you, because I've promoted it before, it's surprisingly really good. The, have you ever seen the new edition made-for-TV movie on BET? I have heard that it's good. I've never seen it, though. You have to, First of all, you have to DVR and watch it because first, like the two channels that like show like are just are so horrible to watch like on live is like BET and CMT. I don't know like <laughs> to what extremes like they they have to go to between the country music and the black entertainment channel, but like they, you get like eight minutes of commercials yeah. every time. <laughs> yeah. Like they make a one-hour movie like three hours long. Yes. And it's so frustrating yes. to watch. Like you get like you'll watch the show for like five minutes and it's a commercial again. It's like five five minutes. Yes, it is very annoying. So and both those that. channels are just like makes me want to put my head horrible. Through it. Yeah, it's horrible. So you had to DVR because it, it's like five. It's like five like different segments. Yeah, I've I've heard that it's yeah. really really. But it's good. really it actually is really good for a. I mean, I'm not even just like for being on BT or CMT or anyone like a, a side, you know lower level cable channel, but just being a made for TV movie, very good. They did a, I mean, uh, did a real good job. I think getting the characters look just like them. They really they, they don't hold back on the timeline, you know. And Bobby's, you know, antics and the, <laughs> and the other antics, even the you know the drug use and the antics of you know like Ralph Transit and other care other people that yeah. you know, problems they had. But yeah, really good. Actually, really, I'm I definitely check just DVR at first because you don't want to have to sit through yeah through all the commercials. yeah. It's like a 14 hour marathon if you're actually sitting through like all five hours of the actual broadcast. Yeah. On, on there. <laughs> I pulled up on the old fire stick. I bet you. I oh yeah, there you go. Without commercial interruptions. That's why I, I DVR'd it like one Saturday and then watched it on Sunday. Yeah, it's <laughs> <laughs> like just skip through all of this. Yeah, it's pretty much. <laughs> so, so like Trevor just said, dude, we just, we just got breaking news that has just released in the last probably 10, 15 minutes. Okay, so Carter Bryant, who is a, the number four overall prospect in the twenty twenty four class, um, had. Um, within the last month or so, um, maybe two months, had reduced his uh, final schools to two, Arizona and the University of Louisville. Uh, well, it has just come out. Travis Branham has announced that there has been a decision date set, Trevor. Uh-oh. Well. I know. Next Wednesday, a week from tomorrow, April 26, 5 p.m. Pacific time, which is going to be like 9 o'clock p.m. Eastern, Carter Bryant will make his decision between the Arizona Wildcats and the Louisville Cardinals. Um, and this is interesting because Carter Bryant was recently approached by St. John's and Rick Pitino, the guy that I wanted to get into. Uh, he tried to get in on the Carter Bryant sweepstakes. But again, I understand Rick at a new job wanting to go after a guy like that. So that necessarily didn't bother me. But it does look like Rick's attempts to try to get in on the Carter Bryant recruitment was a little bit too little too late as Bryant will make his decision between the Cardinals and the Wildcats next Wednesday. So, uh, you know, I, I think back to the conversations that Nolan Smith said, you know, I, I wondered when we were going to see something happen. Of course, Nolan Smith a couple weeks back mentioned that Louisville was going to have some big names that were going to be making their decisions and that, you know, the talent was going to be heading Louisville's way soon, uh, but really didn't go into much after that. It was actually uh, just – seemingly happenstance that uh, Hunter Dickinson had made the decision to jump into the portal the next day. So a lot of Louisville fans wondered if maybe it was Hunter Dickinson news that he was maybe going to look to head Louisville's way. Um, but 
I'm thinking maybe this is part of it. Maybe Carter Bryant, um, who is literally one of the best players uh, in the class of 2024, would be a a no-doubt superstar at the college level um, if he's going to make the decision to become a Cardinal. So we will find out uh, next uh, next Wednesday, 5 p.m. Pacific time. Um, like I said, I believe that's 9 o'clock uh, Eastern. So uh, there we go. So breaking news right there. It's I mean, if you're Kenny Payne, I mean, this is what your, your Kenny Payne apologists are, are like begging for, right? I mean, oh, you better believe it. I mean, I know that you, you can hang your hat slightly on maybe Dennis Evans. You can you can convince yourself why you want about Sky Clark. You know, you can even flowers. I'm not downplaying you in the three players at the moment, but like that was like the Carter Bryant's a different level than those guys. Carter Bryant, yeah, he's he's the he he is he's on the DJ Wagner level that you you expected to get. He's on you know the guy that you you assumed you were going to get one or two or three of these guys. You know, and you were probably you know what happens when you make an assumption, so it's your own fault. But this is this is a guy that is a consensus, no doubt, top five player. You know, probably, probably maybe you know top four, top three player type guy. And then, you know, and again, if you're a KP apologist, and and I'm just fine if you are. Maybe, you know, I have no problem with it, but it's not me. But that's this is what you had. The problem is, is that I mean, I still want to see if we can coach him. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I, I, mean, I have nothing. I mean, well, we I mean, if he decides that he's going to stay, and and the thing I I wonder with the timing of the announcement. Uh, and I have not heard anything about it. I you know, with reclassification being such a big part of the game now, especially with your highest level prospects like Elliot Cadeau, of course, uh, one of the elite point guards from the 2024 class, committed to North Carolina and then uh, announced his reclassification. Um, we've seen kids that were high-level guys make the announcement to do the reclassification. Uh, we know Trenton Flowers did reclassify uh, officially uh, when he announced his commitment to Louisville. Um, I don't know if Carter Bryant is a reclass candidate. Um, I haven't really heard anything about that, but I will be interested to see if him making this decision this early. A lot of times when we see a lot of these high-level kids make their announcements early, it's because there is a possible reclassification consideration. Um, But I don't know if that's part of it. But it does make it interesting to me that he's making this announcement now, this early, you know, before – the spring and summer AAU circuits really get going hot and heavy. Now, usually kids wait until August, September to make these decisions. So it does at least raise my eyebrow that Carter uh, Bryant is making that decision now. So while I would not say that it's a given or even a poss- or a you know a strong possibility that Carter Bryant could be reclassifying, I will say with him wanting to go ahead and make this decision. That's got to at least be in the back of my mind that there's a possibility that we may be looking at a possible reclassification. If that happens and Louisville can get Carter Bryant uh, as part of this group, like I don't know what's going on with McKenzie Mbako. Uh, There was a lot of conversation about Mbako when he first entered the portal. Um, We haven't really heard anything since then. We did hear that uh, Rick Pitino was going to be in for a visit with Mbako. Um, I believe that in-home was either going to happen yesterday or today. But we really haven't heard anything other than that. But if Louisville, if Kenny Payne could find a way, let's just say the perfect scenario happened and Louisville was able to, say, finish this group off with Carter Bryant uh, and Mackenzie Mbako and uh, who anybody, name any guard. Like, I don't even know if you necessarily need. I'd like to name a, a guard, but we don't guard. have any. Any guard. Like, let's just say any transfer guard. Just average run of the mill. Uh, you know, Sun Belt guard decides that he wants to transfer to Louisville. 
if you can get Mbanko and Bryant to go along with Trenton Flowers, Evans, uh, and the rest of these guys, then you've got something. Then you have an opportunity that, you know, people that say, uh, including me, that Kenny Payne needs to find a way to at least be, if not in the tournament, one of the first couple of out. Like I, that, like I feel that Louisville needs to be threatening for a tournament, be on that bubble, and be on in the conversation on Sunday. Like I feel that's where you need to be. I, that Louisville can't have another ten or twelve win season. If you could find a way to get Carter Bryant and McKenzie and Baco, you absolutely are a tournament. You should be a tournament team, even with the the roster is currently constructed. Just because that much talent. If you're talking about Mbako, a you know a no doubt consensus top ten player, Carter Bryant, uh, a no doubt top five player. Uh, to go along with Trenton Flowers, uh, Dennis Evans, a great defensive player, a former number one point guard in the class of 2022 in Sky Clark, um, then you got something. Now, whether Carter Bryant is going to even be a, a consideration for a reclass, I have no idea. But you got to at least, like you said, if you're a person who believes in Kenny Payne, Trevor, you got to be a little excited about that. I'll ask you this: I don't care what the roster looks like. If you're not in the tur- on the in the tournament year two, you're you're not back at Louisville, regardless for me what your roster looks like. What was the old coach at LSU that had all the talent could never win? John something. Dale Brown? Not well. Dale Brown. Yeah, he was one. You talking about uh, Jerry Jones or John uh, Johnny jo- January jo- Johnny, John Jones? Johnny or? Jones. Like yeah. even Johnny, Johnny Jones, Jones is still in the tournament though. He's in tur- he's over at uh, Texas Southern or something right now. Did he Did he make the tournament? Yeah, he's on. He was coaching was, one of those. Uh, I was gonna say. Even Johnny Jones couldn't mess it. Like, if you have that much talent, surely, surely Kenny Payne could get that team to the NCAA tournament. He was in one of the – I want to say he coached one of the play-in games. Now, whether they, they won or lost their play-in, I can't remember. But but still, I mean, you know, like, as long as you get there. Like, that's my whole thing is if you have that much talent. And like I said, I don't know if Carter Bryant's going to be a part of that calculus or not. As the roster currently stands, even with Trenton Flowers and Dennis Evans. Yeah, Texas Southern, who lost to Farley Dickinson. Okay, okay, nice. He coached that team. Now, granted, they were 14-21 and 21 overall in a losing record yeah. conference. <laughs> There's the Johnny I know. But he got him, he got him in the tournament. They got hot at the right time, so I can't, I can't hate on that. But, you know, I mean, Kenny Payne could not mess that up. You know, and I don't know how good a coach Kenny Payne is. I know that a lot of people Challenge made a lot of excu- excuses for why they were so bad last year. Um, you know, whatever, but you know, the, with that much talent, like I said, I, I can't say John Brady was the guy I was thinking of. He was another terrible. He coach. went to the final four with them though. Didn't he? John Brady. Wasn't he uh, LSU's coach he when they went, went to the, the final four? Semi, semifinal. Yes. Yeah. When they, he when did. they had uh Stram- uh Stramont Swift and, uh, um, that dude, like, sure, like that, that was the most, well, that was that bad. That was that, that Oh six final four, but I remember right. Didn't it? Yes. It was the, uh, Oh six final yeah, four. They yes. were, they, they upset Duke or somebody. That was very weird. Yeah. John Brady was not like that. What a, what a horrible list of coaches that have coached. <laughs> At LSU. It was like, ben, ben, uh, yeah, ben, uh, yeah, Big Baby Davis and uh, Johnny Jones, Tasman Mitchell, Ty- Tyrus Thomas. That was the guy I was saying, not uh, Swift. I yes. apologize. Tyrus Thomas. Yes. I get Tyrus. I mean, they were the same I mean, player. it's the same dude. Both 6'10, <laughs> no muscle. Yeah. yeah. Wadding shots. Super athletic. Yeah. yeah. Ridiculous. Pretty stuff. much same. Yeah, too. <laughs> that team had four dude. players that would go on to play in the NBA in it, by the way. LSU, one thing LSU never hurts for is talent. That, that, he named that, two football um, or basketball. Garrett Temple was also guarding that team. Okay, too. okay, yeah. So he was probably the most successful NBA. Some dude guy, named but. Chris Johnson. I don't even remember. Apparently played in the NBA at some point. Chris Johnson, tall, light skinned yeah. guy, really lanky, six eleven, two ten. Yeah, yeah. He was a, he was athletic, but he just didn't have any weight on him. 
Yeah, he, I, I remember him as well. But, yeah, I mean, just my goodness, just terrible. Can you name who the coach was before Dale Brown? Now, here's, a, here's one. Pete Maravich. Press Maravich. Press Maravich, excuse me. Yes. yes. Not, yeah. yeah, very good. Look at you. Yeah. Because <laughs> Press was that. That's uh, impressive, Trev. Press went to LSU. He took his son with him yeah. uh, because they wouldn't. Uh, oh, where was he at uh, before he went to LSU? They wouldn't. Let, they wouldn't let freshmen play. I remember that story, but I have no I, idea no, where I he. Can't was. remember where he was before that. It was there. That was because it was a uh, uh, was it NC State? Was I think that's where he might have been? Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me see here. Let me oh, check pistol. Here. Yeah, NC State. Yeah. So Pistol Pete would have been an NC State Wolfpack player if had they. Play freshman. Yeah, it was, it was the freshman thing, or I can't. Or no, it was it was academic. Okay. Pete, okay. Pete didn't. Pete had low academics since he stayed. Standards were higher than LSU's, which mm. I mean that hasn't changed in thirty years yeah, either. Shocker. Yeah, LSU not having a high standards. Yeah, that's a shock. I mean, <laughs> Kim Mulkey, hello. <laughs> uh, but yeah, they wouldn't. So they would. They weren't going to make. They weren't going to allow uh, his son Pete to to, to be uh, be at uh, NC State because his grades were too low. Okay. And LSU was like, we don't give a bleep. Yeah, like you're no. gonna come here and you're gonna bring your son with you, who's a, who's a, you know a walking, uh, you know sellout in arenas. Right, come yeah. on. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Imagine I, things I, different I would be if, if if he'd been in NC State and stayed there. Yeah, I, mean, I wonder how NC State would have turned out. I, I mean, because Michael was Michael Thompson there at the same time. No, Michael. No, you mean David? David, Thompson, David wasn't until was seventy. Thompson? He went until seventy four. Oh, okay. that was eight years okay. later. Mu- yeah, much later. Michael yeah. Thompson. Goodness gracious. Michael Thompson was the first pick in seventy six. Yeah. <laughs> David Thompson, the, the the high flyer, man. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, but yeah, I mean, if you don't, I mean, if they. But don't, NC State still had some good teams at, at that time as well. I mean, they had. The, but NC I mean, State yeah, was a really I mean, good team. Back press doesn't leave. They don't hire Norm Sloan, who would go on to win a national championship. Yeah, there and would also, you know, be a, a, a pretty good coach. Would go on to Missouri and have a very long career there as well. I think it was Missouri. What it was Missouri, Arkansas, no Florida. Uh, yeah, Florida. He went to Florida. I'm sorry, not, not Missouri. Look, look, look at your, your, your the depth of knowledge because yeah. he was because he was Florida coach and they went to the final four with Bernie yeah. Fleming. Oh yeah. yeah, I remember in '83. Yeah. Oh wow, '83. See how how do you remember '83 Final Four? What's wrong with you? Yeah, problem. Well, Louisville was <laughs> in it. <laughs> you do well. I mean, that's true, but still, when '83 is '84, by the way. '84. Yeah. Wow. When you're off. Eighty eighty because '83 that was that '83 was was was, was yeah was uh, was the, was the NC State team. Yes, when they say it was eighty four was Virginia, Florida, uh, Georgetown, and Houston. They say the greatest, sh- the greatest Final Four game ever between uh, uh, Houston and Louisville. Because back to back Final Fours, because Georgia went in eighty three, mm-hmm. the year after Dominique left, and then uh, Virginia finally went in eighty four, the year after Ralph Sampson left. Isn't that funny how that works out? It is. Still don't know. Nick would have been a senior on that Georgia team <laughs> had Hugh Durham not had the famous quote. I, 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 we couldn't afford to bring him back here. He drives a nicer car than I do. <laughs> oh, Neat got the bag at Georgia. That, that was no doubt about that. Like People think NIO is just a, a new thing, and these kids are just now. <laughs> Ain't earned every minute of it. Yeah. <laughs> Trust me, NIO has been around for a long time, people, since the 70s at least. We just handshake money. Yeah. <laughs> Please. <laughs> now, now, Trevor, I did want to say this. Okay. And I've been talking about this and, and, and kind of beating around the bush with it all day. Rick Pitino, we talked about him trying to get in with Carter Bryant. Okay, like I said, I understand Rick Pitino trying to make a, a push with Carter Bryant. He just happens to be a team that Louisville's in on. Then we heard McKenzie and Baco, Rick Pitino making a push uh, to try to get uh, in home, and now he's going to do an in home with McKenzie and Baco. I'm like, okay, once again, top 10 player, five star player. Sure, Rick wants to get him. 
there was an announcement of a young man, a teammate of Trenton Flowers, okay, uh, previously committed to University of Southern California, uh, Silas Demery Jr., okay, four-star recruit, top 100 player. His name is Silas? Silas, yes. Oh, Silas. Silas Demery, yes. So Silas made a decision. He wanted to request a release from his uh, letter of intent. He's a 6'4 guard. Okay, so of course, guard is a buzzword here with Louisville fans. So, you know, it was soon announced afterwards that Louisville was mentioned in the initial list of guy, uh, teams interested in uh, Silas Demery. So then, out of the blue, I hear Rick Patino and St. John's is now reaching out to Silas Demery trying to get involved in his recruitment. And at that point, because I could understand with the high level five star guys, Rick Patino trying to get in on. But Silas Demery seems to be, he's a kid that doesn't have any New York roots. He's not from the Northeast. He's from uh, uh, Combine Academy in, in North Carolina. He's at the same place that Trenton Flowers is. Um, you know, a kid from North Carolina. So St. John, there's just no natural connection between St. John's and why Rick Pitino would be interested in this kid. So when I saw St. John's just recently got into the recruitment after that initial list, of interested schools came out. I'm starting to believe Rick Pitino is absolutely targeting. Well, I mean, he's just keep at least, I mean, he's probably trying to find talent. I mean, he's late getting to St. John's. He's, I, I mean, they're not. I mean, you know, Mark Jackson, Chris Mullen, and you Blab aren't. You know, Bill Wennington aren't walking through the door. I mean, I mean, well, I do agree with that. I do just find. I it do think he'll be good at St. John's again, though. Here, probably before we're good at Louisville, ones, so unfortunately. Oh, you think so? So, so you think that, that Rick Pitino? Rick Pitino Saint- has St. John's closer to St. John's eighty-five than Kenny Payne has Louisville. Who makes the NCAA so. tournament first, Trevor? Uh, Louisville or St. John's? St. John's. Rick St. John's. <laughs> so you think St. Well, everybody. Trevor, can you name one player off their team? No. The Kenny Payne people. Can you tell? Can that- you tell me one thing about what they did last year? Not a clue. <laughs> can, you, can you tell? Can you? Can, they were bad enough to need a new coach. Can you tell me one recruit? Nope, not a word. But will you pick them to go? Yes, because I, 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 and Rick Pitino, I trust way more. And sadly, probably because I know more about our roster. Maybe if I knew less about our roster, I'd be more confident. Well, you know, they, they, they said that all the bad apples have been thrown out, and Kenny Payne now knows who can play and who can't play, and he's ready to move forward. That's and what, after one year, I think we feel like we know who can coach and who can't coach, and we're maybe <laughs> ready to move forward. See, see, you know what? What ha- like I remember early in the year, Trevor, when I came in in here, I was I, I was positive, and I gave you yes. my concerns, and you were the positive guy that yes. told me to because believe. I wanted to be proved. I, I wanted to be optimistic. I wanted to be. What honest. has happened to positive Trevor? I Trevor saw. <laughs> I I watched. <laughs> I set through four wins in, in 32 games. Yeah. That's what happened to Trevor. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, it'll it's like it's like PTSD for basketball fans. I mean, it's just like, yeah, no, I just, I, 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 I was, I tried to be optimistic. I tried to be positive. I'm still trying to be positive in some ways. I'm trying to be somewhat still optimistic going into this season, but. I'm not. I'm not gonna. The, the excuse. You're not falling for the banana in the tailpipe. I'm not. My bumper banana. You got to put a little <laughs> bass in your voice. Starting to sound like this guy hanging out with him too much. A banana in the tailpipe. I ain't falling for a banana in my tailpipe. Uh, <laughs> I ain't falling for a banana tailpipe. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. You nailed it with a great movie quote from Beverly Hills Cop, which is in the movie that Mike hasn't seen. I mean, I, 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 I feel you. I like. I understand. Like me personally, I understand wholeheartedly. 
I, I absolutely understand. Well, you were you were negative going in. Well, I just I I felt like like the 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 roster construction, the lack of guards, my concerns with how they were going to be able to defend having such a big slow team, and the fact that L. Ellis was going to have to play forty minutes every game with Jalen Withers as your second best ball handler coming back from the year previous. All of those concerns that I had ended up to be all. Pretty much what I thought they were going to be. Now, did I think they were going to win four games? No, I thought they were going to be better than that. Well, um, they should have been. Yeah, definitely. I agree with that. But, you know, the the issues that I thought they were going to have, they had. And it was unfortunate. I didn't want to be, right? Like, that's one of the things that have always been interesting to me when I talk to the people that are big-time Kenny Payne supporters is, like, you want to see Louisville fail. You want to see them lose. You want them to be bad. You're happy that they're losing. It's like – there's never been a Louisville game. Like, first of all, you've never watched me at a game because anybody who comes to the Yum Center to watch the games, they will watch me go through seven fits of anger and rage throughout a basketball game because I'm watching my team lose. Never, ever will I want my team to suffer for the coach. Like, I've never put that much energy. I don't care who coaches my team. I just want them to be successful. No, I agree. Now, you, I mean, I, I the same thing. Like, I don't want to be right. I didn't, I didn't plan on being right. I've lived my entire life and accepting being wrong on almost everything else I've predicted. Yeah. I mean, I mean, most coaches I don't necessarily like or dislike. They're just the coaches of the team. So I'm not invested in them personally. Except for Kim Mulkey. You hate Kim Mulkey. I hate Kim Mulkey. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. But she don't coach my team either. God. If the Wicked Witch of the West ever coached my program, ugh. That would just be awful. Like turn you down or something on a day. I just don't. She is just a. She is just a, Just seems like a very miserable human. I feel like. And then her. I, did you see those feathers that she wore at the Final Four? Like that. That out. You saw with the pink, the pink feathers and crap that she had. Like, like, like she took your parking spot, uh, like like green, the fried green tomato style no, no, or it's, something. It's like. the Louisville Baylor game. The way she <laughs> acted in that game, Trevor, was just shameful. You know, it was ten years ago almost. Oh, <laughs> she still is terrible. Oh, I, I, oh, that's enough of it. You know what? We got to take our last break. Well, as I said, we're only going till five thirty today. Uh, we're going to be preempted by bats baseball coming up. Nick Curran and crew taking care of you. You are this is a Mike Rutherford show. We got thirty minutes left. If you want to get your text in, get them in now. Five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. This is Rashawn Myers, Trevor Kelsey, and we'll be back on the Big X. This way, why does she stay on my mind? As this uh, Levert. Levert. Yeah. Who is uh, the uncle of Blake Levert, NBA player. Oh, is he? I did, I did not know they were related. Yeah. Interesting. I did not. I mean, because you know how sometimes they have those last, like, ah, 
I don't know. The name's Levert. It's not like Levert. Smith. Yeah, that's true. I mean, it's not, it's not like his name. That is true. Like his name is Adams. That I mean, is it's... true. That's fair. that's fair. I love me some Levert. LSG, man. There you go. Yeah. That's, that's one of Rutherford's favorites. Love me some LSG now. <laughs> Welcome back into the Mike Rutherford Show. Last about. I used to love LSG. 18. LSG. <laughs> Last about 18 minutes of the show. Uh, we are being preempted by Bats Baseball here in a little bit. Uh, a lot of bits, a lot of good stuff going on today. A lot of conversations. Uh, the newfound hate for Haley Van Lith. She's dead to me. Oh, good. <laughs> she, uh, I, I am still trying to get over the fact Trevor thinks I'm being too rough on her. Because she's uh, th- thinking about going to play at LSU, but we chit chatted about that. Carter Bryant, of course. I mean, did you did you disown your daughter for a month when she went to UK? Nah, well, right. Well, you know, I know. Like, it hurt my feelings. You did, did she you? She wanted me to wear a UK dad shirt, and I just couldn't. Oh do it. no, I, I mean, like, that's drawing the line. Absolutely yeah, absolutely not. I mean, there's one thing like me paying. Like, did she? Well, she she probably got. Did she get a scholarship? Oh uh, yeah, she yeah she was on academic. But you still had to pay some. Tuition, I don't know if my son's gonna be on academic. He's gonna like I said, he better be good at bouncing that basketball. <laughs> <laughs> okay. In, in so many ways, just got the boy stupid. That's all right. <laughs> hey, I, we all have our yeah, some, Sometimes the apple doesn't we all, us. Hey, That's why I got a basketball cart in the backyard. I'm like, son, get out there and shoot 100 free throws. But, but did you have, you start, did you have to sign a check for, like, for her UK in, in some way? Uh, uh, Little small ones? Yeah, but, for here and there. Because like, it always makes me think of my grandparents, my, my grandmother and grandfather, uh, who I lived with for so long, uh, like diehard UofL fans. Like, I mean, diehard. Yes. Yes. Uh, like, I'm just, like, watching, like, NBA draft and UFL games was, like, like you know, was 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 I grew up to doing. And, uh, it's but, a good upbringing, right? But, yeah, there. for some reason, three of her four, their four kids decided to go to UK because, you know, they they hate their parents. <laughs> and in, in every case, particularly, especially, all of them except my mom went there. My mom was the only, like, loyal one, which, by loyal, I mean she was too easily not going to college. She wasn't in the college mode, let's just say that. I understand uh, it. Yeah. So, but I went to UK and my grandfather would refuse to sign the check. He was like, you can go to UK if you want. I'm not paying. I'm not <laughs> you know what? That's what I'm talking He's about. He's like, I'm not giving him a dime. That's hilarious. Uh, my grandmother would have to forge his name on the checks <laughs> for my uncle and my uh, two aunts to both go to UK. That is so funny. You know what? There. You know what? That is the passion of the rivalry. That's why I love U of L UK rivalry right there. I mean, I wouldn't I, I had, I remember when I was, before I went to Bowling Green or when I was at JCC, like my aunt, she was like, you know, if you go to UK, you, you, you there's a house you can stay at, you know, to pay for room and board, which was, trust me, saved a lot because I was using most of my student loans to pay my rent. Uh, and yeah. I was like, that's great. That's That would make so much make life so much easier. The only problem is I'd be at UK and I'm damned if I do that. <laughs> I would still to this day, I don't even think I'd take a free diploma from UK. That's where I'm at in the rivalry. Like if you give, if you give me the diploma, I'll just be like, how well is this berm? Because I'm about to twist it up. <laughs> I, I, I I appreciate that. I love it. Like, I, I personally would never have gone there. If my son decided he wanted to go to UK, I would begrudgingly be like, oh, yeah, all right. Like, I, I would I much rather, it, uh, you know, would rather him end up at the land that Scott Satterfield is currently residing in in Cincinnati. Oh, I would say, yeah, I'd Cincinnati over him. i take Memphis over him. Yeah, yeah. I don't know about Memphis. <laughs> I may have to say they do got good barbecue, but golly, I hate like you want to talk about places I hate, cities that I irrationally hate. Like I Memphis. hate Memphis. Oh, Memphis and Cincinnati are my top of my list. Yeah, <laughs> like I mean, Cincinnati has grown on me. No, not to me. But 
Memphis, I still have that fresh hatred. Cincinnati uh, is exactly what it's. It's chilly, is disgusting and, and and pointless. And they got and then they have pro teams, which aggravates me. That's fair. Nineteen now, now to to be sure to 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 be fair, I think my son may end up going to HBCU route. He has an, okay. an infatuation with Florida A and M, which of course is down there in Tallahassee, right there in the yeah the, in Florida. Well, the State closest land. HBCU would be Kentucky would be K State. Yeah, yeah, be K State. But if FAMU is a place that he has been very. Uh, uh, I'd be, I'd be cool. I mean, I would. Yeah, that's. I mean, I guess I could get on a minority scholarship if I went there. But I mean, I would. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd say so. Hey, did that what the kid from Drumline did? Yeah, and <laughs> M or whatever, or whatever he did. Yeah, yeah, like, absolutely. <laughs> you know, so I mean, you know, but it, I, I always kind of like the Rattlers too because there was a team I would uh, back in the old NCAA football video game days, which hopefully will be back soon. Yes, I would always like <laughs> the little life that I have. This is what I would do. I would like take like like division two schools, I'd put them like in the SEC and try to build them into a dynasty. Oh, hey, because when you recruited, you could get all the home recruiting visits yeah. in the recruiting section on for Florida A&M because you're in the state of Florida. In Tallahassee. So there's I, a bunch of a bunch of recruits. And <laughs> one of my favorites I did was I put A&M like in the SEC and built them up. And Yeah. I was like, that's cool. I mean, it's the orange and, I think the orange and green. I thought it was cool. They're yes. the Rattlers. Yeah, the, oh, the, their logo was cool. Yeah. Um, we go down there all the time. They don't have uh, a lot of famous alum. Earl Holmes, I think, is one of the bigger football alums mm-hmm. that they had there. But Andre Dawson played there. Yeah. Marquis Grissom played baseball there as well. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, uh, Haven uh, Haven Harrington, who I do the show with, his okay. mom actually is a uh, – she was an administrator. She retired from Florida. Oh, okay. So we have an association there. So, you know, plus we'll be able to use her address if Cameron wants to go there so we can get in-state <laughs> tuition. <Jeez>. Sneakiness. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I remember him being at Tallahassee because he, he mentioned that well, yes. when they played we played Florida yes, State. Yes, his sister is there, a yeah. huge Florida State fan. Yeah, that's yeah. All right. Some, I mean, obviously, as your daughter goes to Kentucky, sometimes we can't help the the, the misjudgments of our family yeah, members. Exactly. You know, we just have to just love them one way or the other. <laughs> but yeah. I did before we get out of here, Trevor. There were a couple of football uh, nuggets that I wanted to to give everybody before we got out of here. Um, of course, the the spring game is coming up this Friday. Uh, Jeff Brom uh, the the the, uh, the the I don't know what we want to call these the the, the Brombadiers or, or whatever we're gonna call this era the Brom Bombers you know, I, yeah I like that I like that you know we we oh I'm so pumped for football I mean the let's play football is everywhere right now I mean I just think about the football season coming up and it just it, it makes my pants get tighter I just I get so excited <laughs> everybody gets excited about it and I'm gonna tell you what I like, mean wh- and why not I mean, Jeff Brom is I think of every as excited as Louisville fans are I feel like Jeff Brom is still more excited than anybody to be here. What this man, he has come in like a man possessed, not only just with the passion in terms of being back every time he talks to the media, but this transfer portal, Trevor, he's not playing any games. Like Louisville has a very nice roster, as it seems now. There was just news that Miami transfer has three years left in the portal, tight end Khalil Brantley, okay, originally from Miami Northwestern. Uh, Which we it, fans know that that school very absolutely. well. Rogers, Teddy the, the, the house that Teddy Bridgewater built. Yeah, yep. um, he has three years of eligibility left. He will be coming for an official visit this weekend uh, for the spring game. Uh, he's a guy who um, a lot of people think may be leaning towards Louisville. Would be a huge get uh, pickup. Louisville is very very in dire need of tight ends as well as help Ooh. on the offensive line. Well, and I wouldn't the say defensive. dire. We have the, the, the freshman from Oregon. Uh, they, they, they do have uh, Jer- uh, Jeremy Johnson. Yeah, who's – I mean, I know he's a freshman. He's a so freshman. there's youth there, but um, still, I mean, 6'6". Six, six, yeah, I mean, he's a monster, 6'6", six, six, 250. Yeah, yeah, he's so a he's, monster. Um, but, you know, they, they need depth there. At that's that true. Spot. 
Um, I, I think that the thought is right now that they're going to add, if not one, two tight end transfers through the uh, through the transfer portal. Um, and Khalil, if they can find a way to get Khalil Brant, Blant, uh, Brantley, that would be huge. Um, so he's coming in for an official visit. Also, another name that Louisville fans know uh, and love, Keith Brown. <laughs> Not that Keith Brown, but uh, Oregon. Uh, Oregon uh, former uh, four-star linebacker is going to be visiting this weekend as well. Justin uh, Flo. Yeah, yeah, hey, hey. That was the like five-star kid that didn't uh, that yeah. had been bouncing from there. Yeah, what a name. <laughs> but Keith Brown will be coming to visit as well. They also put out a couple of new offers uh, to a cornerback, a uh, four-star cornerback out of Campbell. It's like, how does a four-star cornerback end up at Campbell University? I don't know. <laughs> is, is, is the coach like a Monty Tumor or no, something? I don't academics. know. Academics. Like, look, he's one of them Prop 48. You remember the old Prop 48? Oh, yeah. He's one of them Prop 48. What, what used to be Prop 48 kids, but they just offered him uh, Miles Rouser. A, we got a hit by the Prop 48 blot in there. Oh, I mean, yeah, he, you I better mean, believe it. People forget, like, Dwan Wee was a Prop 48. Yeah, oh, look. Oh, Denny Crum loved the Prop 48 before oh, yeah. they got rid of it. You know, they quit letting kids do the Prop 48. But <laughs> Denny Crum, hey, 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 anybody he could get in on that Prop 48, he went ahead and brought him in. Um, and then there's one other kid, Antonio Carter, a 6'1 D, uh, cornerback uh, out of uh, from Rhode Island. So, I mean, not only is Louisville continuing to add talent, but Jeff Brom is doing everything he can. I really and truly feel like he thinks that this first year can be a special, special year. I think, I think the, the, with the schedule, and, and, and the, the expectations may be beyond what they should be, but because so much hype with him coming home. But I mean, I still don't think. Asking for seven or eight wins is too much of a hype. I think with, the, like if I felt like maybe this roster wasn't as good as it is, I could, oh, Trevor. I, I could, I could give, I could give a slide. But honestly, I mean, and I'm not huge on Plummer. I'm not, but I, I am huge on like the, the just the thought. I, I love everything I hear about these receivers coming in. The the kid from Jacksonville State the, that was a true freshman under Dion last year had like 800 yards receiving as a true freshman. I forget his name off the top of my head. And then, of course, the other Duke, the other transfer from I think it was a Georgia State, right? Yes. Uh, who I mean, I, I mean his. I, I know I'm drawing blanks on the names, but I know where they came from. Uh, Jamari Thrash. You talking I about the wide receiver? Thrash. Yes. yes. Thank you. I I, I remember Thrash because I always thought of James Thrash, the guy yeah. that used to piss me <laughs> off in Philly. Hopefully, he's better than that. Yeah. He's but, supposed to be pretty good. He's yeah. apparently yeah, that's what I heard looking about like Jam- the number one guy right now. I heard about James too, but it yeah. never panned out. <laughs> <laughs> I, I still like trust Andy Reid when he tells me. Jilted yeah. Eagles fan. Torn Stonehand Smalls and. Torrent, Terrence P. Stinkston. Uh, uh, so, but yeah, but that along with, I mean, even though he's, he's a true freshman, I think we you will see some contribution out of the uh, the tight end as well. He mentioned, yeah, and, and in the running game, I mean, with the, the speed of, I know that there's been some concern from some people that want to try to like pull back the hate on or show a little more hate towards Brom and maybe not be overzealous as everyone else is. Like, oh, he doesn't run the ball, but I mean, you've got good, you've got Jawar Jordan coming back, you got Maurice Turner. I mean, the, uh, I'm gonna be I, honest with I, you. I, you I, said I, seven or eight wins, Trevor. With the schedule that Louisville has, I feel like the basement is eight wins for this team. I know that sounds crazy. Well, I could, there could, but there, I think there could the be a, a growing, a growing, a growing curve. I could see yeah. that. I mean, yeah. And again, a plumber maybe has some injury issues. We don't know. I yeah, mean, you don't know who's going to be right up. now. I think they said Brock Doman is. Yeah, and we know two. we've all seen as much as we love the name Brock and Doman. <laughs> you know, we we know that that is limited. And yeah. I mean, you don't know how much Pierce Clarkson can be, you know, effective. I, I wouldn't expect him to be much as a freshman, but I, and I'm not huge on Plummer, but I like, like he's good I, enough, I actually, he's good enough to like keep him. our head above water, I maybe like not Jack. make the turnovers. Yeah, 
I mean, the, the biggest thing with Louisville this is this year is the the schedule is not overpowering. The best two teams in the conference are considered to be Florida State and uh, Clemson. And I'm not and, big on and Florida And Louisville State does still. not have either one of those two teams on the schedule. Um, they have a very, very favorable schedule. And I think that's the thing. Your, your toughest games, Notre Dame and Kentucky, are both at home. Uh, so when you look at those being probably the two most difficult games, you do have a road game to Pittsburgh, but Pittsburgh has a lot of turnover uh, this year. So I, I am, and you also have a game against Miami, and we, you know, Miami's been under the first year under Cristobal was, you know, what it was. Yeah. So I mean, I, I just think no much better than it was for Norvell of Fort State this first year. True. True. I mean, you know, so I, I think that there's a lot of opportunity there. You have Indiana up there in Indianapolis. You have Georgia Tech down there in uh, in the Georgia Dome. Louisville has an opportunity to get off to a great start. You don't have to worry about Clemson. I do. I think that there's an opportunity. There's there's a way that you can see yourself to a pathway to 10 wins, 10 or 11 wins on this schedule, just because it's just not great. There's the home of Rashawn we all grew up. Hey, honest. I, I know it sounds That's butt slapper Rashawn we yeah. all expect to get. <laughs> We, we, we all win. just missed from hearing about basketball and stuff. <laughs> I, I, hey, I, That's the Rashad used to call up on the radio shows and just, see, just, just, I know. just smack that rear end like he's Akon. <laughs> hey, I'm honest, people. I always give y'all my honest opinions, and that has not gone anywhere. If Kenny Payne gives me something to be excited about, I'll, I cannot wait to be excited about it. I cannot wait, <laughs> but I cannot tell a lie. I'm like, uh, who was that? The, the who was that? George, George Washington. Washington yeah. <laughs> I cannot tell a lie. So, Except you know. for the one he told, like the British, you know. Yeah, exactly. We're not gonna stab you on the back and go solo. <laughs> I swear. <laughs> so you know, it is what it is. You know, it's just it's one of those things. Like Louisville football, I do. I can see ten wins in his first year, and I know that's absurd. Louisville's only had like two. 10-win seasons in their history, I believe. I want to agree with you, but I just can't publicly say it. I just cause that, that, That's like one of those like secretive things. Yeah, see, you, you like, don't want to say it out loud because you don't want to not, Yeah, you don't. Not ex- I don't it. expect to like, go home with the cute girl, <laughs> but part of me like, thinks I have a shot. You know what? That's all right because we're going to come back to this radio station sometime around this time next year, and then I'll be like, see, Trevor, I told oh, you. Oh, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to be happy to be told, <laughs> told wrong. I may not eat a salad, but I'll sure as hell eat crow. You know, hey, hey, I, I, I hope so. I mean, I can see it. I am very excited. I keep trying to keep myself very much on balance. But when I look at the depth, when I look at it, I think that Louisville's defensive line is going to be outstanding. Oh, I can't wait. For, um, I mean, I've said this. I mean, I don't know where maybe you stand. I've said this was right before. But, like, I, I just – I think back, like, the, the match, the excitement I have going into this season with, with, with any other – like, going into any other season. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know. I mean – like going into like the Teddy Junior year, yes. like, like that, that that team, I was I was excited for. That. Uh, I mean the, the Lamar sophomore year, obviously. Oh yeah, we would go on to win the Heisman and yada yada. But I I, I was excited for that too. But that was more almost excitement just to watch Lamar play, right? Than anything else. Like as an actual fan of the team, the team success. I mean, I don't know. No yeah. one what Jeff Brom has done with. I don't, know, I, I don't know if this has ever been matched. Maybe. Yeah, I mean, as far as I, I don't like, I, like I with knowing his background and knowing what he's been able to do with much lesser talent. I've seen what he can do when he has like one or two pretty good players. This team has 
at least three times as much talent as any team he's ever coached. I and I I'm being honest with that. And I know that's a crazy statement to make, but when well, I he look, had some of these guys to Purdue at one point. I, I mean, I look at Kevin <laughs> Coleman, former four star kid. He was rated higher coming out of high school than DeAndre Moore, who we lost to Texas. Um, you know, I, I look at Jamari Thrash. He's a guy who's considered a four star level kid. Is Coleman as the far Jackson as the State kid, by the way. Um, what was that? Is Coleman the kid from Jackson State? Yes. Okay. Yes, the wide receiver. Yeah. Um, you know, you, you look at what Jawar Jordan was able to do last year um i'm very excited what he can do maurice mm-hmm. turner the same um you know we talked about jeremy johnson and his talent a kid that alabama wanted i just yeah i i, I do i just man i am very 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 excited we have every reason to be i i cannot wait are you going I've, to, I've, are already, you going to, I've already made two best with kentucky fans on the game are you going to the georgia dome no 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 i'm not i don't i'm not a traveler oh, anymore man, you the, I, I, those those, chick- those days are beyond you you're still in better like, I think the last time I traveled was when I met you down in Atlanta during Trevor, the Final Four. All I'm going to tell you is this. Were you with me when we met Gary Payton? Yes. Okay, I could, did yes. you get your picture yes. of Gary Payton too? Mm-hmm. Yes, I had okay. that picture. Yes. I saw a picture. I, Looking at I think it that's the, the only day. reason I have my iPad still. Yes. Well, that and the, I took some pictures with the waitresses there too. Yeah. Was, oh, I, yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I remember like, them too. I loved Gary Payton. <laughs> <laughs> but the waitress pictures might have been better. <laughs> absolutely. But, I mean, if you were to go, the Chick-fil-A kickoff is perfect because, Trevor, I'm just going to tell you one thing. I love Chick-fil-A. They have unlimited Chick-fil-A sandwiches for the oh. media in the press box. The whole game. <laughs> Not since the game in Memphis when I got caught in the elevator by Kenny <laughs> Klein with leftovers would I be more embarrassed. Like, that's all I'm saying. I, I You may want to think about putting in that media credential pass for that because <sighs> just the all-you-can-eat Chick-fil-A sandwiches, it's by far worse. I'm going to come in there in a backpack. You're like, oh, is that your laptop? No. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing in there. They have a giant trough full of chicken sandwiches I, that they keep full the whole game. I believe like, Louisville does as good a job of anything when it comes to media, feeding the media. Yeah. Well, and I, this is, of course, the Georgia Dome people, but yeah. still. I mean, it's it's Me- unbelievable because we were down there for the Chick Fil A kickoff Lamar's freshman year. Because Memphis gives rendezvous barbecue in their press boxes. Okay, nice. Like that's the only way you can get anybody to go to a Memphis game, right? Yeah, <laughs> like, there's no other reason to go. Trust me. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Well, I know we about to get out of here, Trevor. It is. I'm this, hungry. This, this now. two and a half hours went by quickly, man. But I appreciate you. I appreciate Mike for allowing me to sit in. I appreciate you for sitting in with me, my brother. It's been always have fun. Absolutely. We taught we we, we we learn things. We do. You now know what I know what North 420 is. Yes. I feel like I'm down. I'm part of the club. Are you you said you're gonna drop it and slang to your kid today? Yeah, yeah. Like, like, huh? I'm like, you know four twenty. Hey you know, Cam four- it's, do you do you call him Cam or Cam? Do you go Cam? Do you go Cam's almost four twenty? He's gonna be like, What? The what are you hell? talking about? Yeah. <laughs> You better hope he doesn't know what to talk about. Uh, he better not know what it's about. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, I, I appreciate you guys for listening, hanging out, texting in. Uh, this is Rashawn Myers. Again, you can check me out every uh, Saturday morning, 9 to 11 a.m. here on the Big X for Wake Up 502. But for uh, Trevor Kelsey, this is Rashawn Myers. We're out on the Mike Rutherford Show. Deserves a good one